0: Before we start the regular episode of HCS Pro Talk, we want to give a moment of silence here for Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and everybody else that was lost in the tragic event of the helicopter crash. And now for your regularly scheduled episode of HCS Pro Talk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo hey E-Sports podcast. This is episode 111-111. One, one, one. Bunch of breadsticks. <laughs> hey! Not the, uh, not the only breadsticks that were happening over the weekend, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, for the week of January 28th, 2020, my name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire. and this week I'm joined by the man in the... That shirt actually looks really good a nike golf polo it and it damn sure looks like one will aka i mr mayhem will how are you on this wait for it monday evening
1: i'm doing good man came right over to the studio after work because uh we were at an event all weekend you'll hear about it in a little bit yes um, in a short time so we had to push the recording date back that means we're just closer to release date more up-to-date information exactly. right that's exactly that's it
0: because which is funny because there were things that actually came out as news today so it, it, it's perfect I think this is great
1: yes uh, I agree um I'm excited to get into it we got lots to talk about today we do it should be a long
0: one today get, get ready strap in luckily we have time you know I mean we're in we're in the pro talk studio here in a easy breezy sometimes beautiful Minnesota More
1: more breezy than I
0: was going to say, it has been, it has been chilly. Uh, the wind has been picking up a little bit, but, uh, yeah, video show coming soon. We're gonna do some test runs soon and, uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good time. All right. I'm excited. Looking ahead.
1: Video show is on the horizon, but Josh, what do we have on the episode today?
0: Perfect segue as usual. Will on this week's episode, we have the call of duty league launch weekend has come to a close and we have some thoughts. Other set thoughts as well. We're going to talk about them. Some competitive Halo news trickles in. We have tournament announcements for the upcoming week. Um, plenty of tournament recaps. We have the HTS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracketer HPTCSB for short matchup number 12, which is our final quarterfinal results of Pistola going up against Lethal. And then we have the HTS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracketer HPTCSB for short matchup number 13. It's our first semi semi-final discussion of Snipedown against Frosty. We have a new segments we're calling the reflection corner to go over and discuss items that have been happening within the Halo community. We have some overall Halo news and some predictions for the big game. You know what I'm going to I'm going to say this. They say so you see all these advertisers and whatnot. Like is there a rule or a law that you can't call it the Super Bowl? Yeah, so... Um, is, I'm calling it the Super Bowl,
1: by the way. Because it's officially licensed.
0: Oh, so they we c- could get copywritten striked. Yes. So should I call, Should I call it the big game? Think anybody from the NFL is like, listening to this right now? I
1: don't know. Oh it's up to God. you. I'm going to leave that up to you. Oh, no. Do I ride that line? I think uh, you're the type of person to ride the line if you're going to.
0: Well, it's funny because we've we've said Super Bowl before. Right, like, mm-hmm. Will, who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl, not the uh, big game?
1: Okay, so right now we are not operating, we're not uh, as for profit. No. We are not um, monetizing any of our content. No. And I think that's where it comes into play because oh, okay. um, the NFL has it copyrighted. It's, um, you know, they'll use, advertisers will use the big game so then they sure. don't have to pay the NFL dividends to use the Super Bowl. So am I fair game right now? I think
0: we are. Okay, the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're in there. Uh, Without further ado, let's just get into, COD, another Games Watch. And, oh, what a segment it is this week. So, before we get into the launch weekend recap that we have, um, I'm going to talk about an issue that's been happening with Modern Warfare, and I don't believe it's been 100% fixed as of yet. So, here we go. Over on infinityward.com, here's a... Post from them. We want to give a status update on the error prompt issue that occurred while rolling out today's title update. A backend fix has already been deployed across all platforms, so you won't need to, you won't see a download prop or anything pop up on screen to notify you if fixes available. This fix looks at two things. Loadout slots. Part of today's update included additional loadout slots. If you created classes in these slots, you'll see that they have been reset back to default. This will only happen one time. If you didn't create any additional classes in those slots, you won't notice anything. This also fixes an issue where clicking on these slots could kick some players back to the multiplayer screen. And then, error prompt. If you were presented with the error prompt and did not click yes and close the game, your stats are still intact. Feel free to play as usual. If you did click yes, you most likely noticed your stats in the combat record, leaderboards, custom classes, and operators were reset. Nothing related to your progression was lost, so your rank, XP, battle pass progression, weapon progression, unlocks, purchases, etc. are all still intact. We're actively working on a fix for this, but do not have one to deploy tonight. You are still able to play the game as usual and your progression will still track, but please be aware that once we do have a fix, you may have to roll back your stats to the state they were in prior to today's update. We appreciate everyone's patience while we uh, work through this issue, and thank you to everyone who has uh, helped by sending us their information, videos, and screenshots. We'll provide another update when we have more information for uh, for those whose stats were reset. And again, thank you for all your patience. Will, did you experience any of this? Um, when I
1: got into the game yesterday, yes, I did have an update required. Please exit. Okay. And I just exited and restarted the game and it went fine. That's actually been happening to me after every single update. So you update the game in Blizzard. Yep. Or in the Battle Knight Launcher. Yep, yep. Battle Knight Launcher. I start the game, that prompt, it would close the game and then restart it. Always huh. since the start okay. for me. So I didn't experience anything different this time.
0: So I never had that happen to me. Okay. Okay. But what I will say is this I did see that error prompt. Okay. I was having issues trying to get into this damn game because I've been wanting to play because the hype was up from launch weekend, launch weekend, whatever, right? So I launched the game. It tells me this, it gives me this error prompt. And I was told by Infinity Ward to not click yes and just exit out of the game. So I did that. Now, after this supposed backend fix had come out, I had then relaunched the game and still had the same prompt. I well, guess this is some bullshit. So I uninstalled and reinstalled the game completely. Same issue when I launched it after a fresh install. I'm like, oh, that's really weird. So I decided to hit no. Okay, so you get an option. You can hit yes, no, or just close out of the damn thing. I click no. My screen would always be black. Like it would show the chat window. And it would show like optimizing shaders for gameplay, right? It would always show that. So the game's loaded. It's just, though, everything else is black. You can't navigate anywhere. It's just empty. So after a lot of back and forth of trying to do this over and over again, I decided to click yes. Lo and behold, everything loaded like normal. After clicking what you're not supposed to click, my game actually was able to work as normal. So Infinity Ward, fuck you. Moving on.
1: (laughs) You just wanted the right information.
0: Yeah. Well, the fact, like... I'm not huge on, I could care less about my stats in that game because I don't play it religiously, but I just wanted to play the damn game. You keep telling me to not click yes because my stuff will reset. You said a backend fix would come out to fix that. So just click
1: yes and you'll get your stuff later.
0: But I don't know if that still resets your stats. Like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm wary to tell people to click yes if their games are still not working. Because like you said, when you were logging in, you, it the game told you, Hey, fuck you leave. Download this update. Come back,
1: which I had already downloaded.
0: Right, but, but I never got
1: that. Oh, weird. So yeah, after I exited and restarted, everything was fine. I That's, had no issues. See,
0: and I never got that prompt. I always got the error prompt. And so I'm just like, this is, Jesus Christ, this game's ridiculous. Um, okay, next piece. CDL team packs are now live in Modern Warfare. I I, I purchased the the rocker pack. Yes, Myself I had to. As well. I had to. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, you can rep your team if you have a team. Or if you have a team that's close to you, you could rep that team. Uh, or you could just rep a team you like if you want to. They're $9.99 per pack, so 10 doll hairs. And uh, they come with a whole bunch of stuff. So take a peek. And, uh, yeah, some of the colors look better than others. Some of, like, the the skins, I guess you could say. Not, not weapon skins, but, like, the, the character skins. Some look better than others, even within the same pack. So there's that. But, yeah. If you're interested, they're live. Uh, all platforms, by the way, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. All right, and here we go. The CDL launch weekend hosted by the Minnesota Rocker. That's us. Uh, information and impressions. So event info, uh, casters included Maven and Merc, Momo and Miles Ross, and Benson and Chance. And then, so they, they got uh, new contracts, I believe, with the CDL. Now it's a new league. They brought them back. It's awesome. It's great. Desk hosts included Nameless, Tyler TP, and Lottie. Um, we'll get to Lottie in a second. Announcer was Chris Puckett, and then challengers uh, Adam AP, Adam Apacella, Apacella, Apacella. I always mispronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce it. We get past it every time. I uh, put out a tweet. Here it is, and I quote: "Happy to share that Esports Engine is assisting the CDL competition team to help set up, manage, and administrate challengers this year." Stoked to continue helping with Call of Duty esports. That's fantastic. Loved it. I can't wait to see what esports engine does, hopefully with Halo in the future, please. We'll see. And then equipment Astro Gaming. We're excited to announce that Astro is the official headset and mix amp of the Call of Duty League. Well, what was that hand gesture for? Sorry, my phone keeps buzzing. Oh, you're popular. You know, it's okay. Right, we're good. All right, I'm sweet. Toss that to the side. All right. Good uh, um, all right. Time for some impressions. So first and foremost, the reason why I said we're going to get to Lottie in a second. Maven put out a tweet, and he said, quote, I want to shout out how impressed I am with Lottie today. New production team and a million curveballs, the most intense run of show we've had. A million little issues that you don't see that she handled in stride. She's going to be a remarkable addition to the crew this year. So, for those who don't know, um, Katie Bedford, if I'm not mistaken, did not get... Uh, did not come to an agreement with contract or, or or the CDL didn't want to renew a contract with her. She used to be one of the desk hosts. Uh, She did a phenomenal job as well. Um, But there are people that are upset that she is not there on the desk and Lottie is instead. Uh, We have known Lottie for a while from her work on Halo um, being a desk host for a lot of Halo events. And she's continually done an incredible job. Um, And, just know that the, there's no ill will towards anybody here, okay? There just wasn't a contract there for Katie. There is for Lottie, so on and so forth. That's that's what I'm going to say on that. Don't be don't be assholes. Um, Snakebite also put out a tweet, and I want to say this: Snakebite uh, Halo Pro, for those who maybe listen the Call of Duty portion, don't know where he's from. Snakebite states. I've said this before, but I want nothing more than Halo to be on this kind of stage. So many young Halo players deserve to experience events like this. I hope that throughout the next few years, we can see, uh, we can, we see, can build the exact same way that COD has and make it into a reality. So I agree. I think that, so let's get into our impressions here, Will. Um, from what Snakebite was talking about with the stage and whatnot. So you went Friday. Yes. I was there with you on Saturday and Sunday. And from the, from the get go, being at that event, seeing how everything was laid out, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Now the armory in Minnesota is a concert venue. That, that is what, that is what this place is meant for. Okay. Uh, Seeing an esports event there, I thought after seeing it in person, I thought it made perfect sense. I thought they utilized the venue fantastically, and yeah, I thought I thought it was great for spectators alike. Um, plenty of room, plenty of alcohol, which is great. Like there were bars everywhere.
1: Everywhere. The bars basically lined up and down the side of the venue. Yeah. Like wall to
0: wall bars. Wall to wall bars. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh no, it was yeah, it was a good time. Um, okay, before we get into our impressions of the event itself, Will, I saw you talking to the to the peeps in Discord earlier today about this, the YouTube exclusivity deal. So, for those who don't know, moments before like moments what, was it dur- right during the broadcast or was it right before?
1: Um, I guess I don't, I didn't see when the broadcast went live, but Lottie announced it at, like as soon as things kicked off.
0: Okay. So it was definitely during the broadcast then because she wouldn't have said it otherwise. So yeah. at the very beginning of the broadcast, they announced that, so the article came out as Activision Blizzard came out with an exclusivity uh, contract with YouTube gaming for the Call of Duty League and the Overwatch World League to be streamed exclusively on YouTube. No Twitch, no Mixer, but who gives a shit? That's it, right? It's just YouTube, okay. So, this was like a huge curveball that that was. It was announced right away at the beginning of the broadcast. So, Will, what are your overall thoughts here on this YouTube exclusivity deal?
1: Yeah, I was kind of taken off guard. I guess you could say that it went to YouTube and not Twitch. Um, CWL was on Twitch. Everyone, everyone I know in the gaming community looks for gaming content on Twitch. Like uh, what, what I had posted in the Discord was that when I'm on YouTube, I just usually go to my subscribe channels, and I don't really browse for gaming stuff. Um, That's
0: exactly it for me, too. You, when you go to YouTube's home screen, right, mm-hmm. you have tabs on the left, and there's one that says, like, what, your subscriptions or whatever? Yep. Yeah, click on that immediately. I don't focus on anything else.
1: Yeah, and um, I also, you know, if I didn't know a tournament was going on and I'm just on Twitch that day, I was like, oh, you know, I'm not, like, previously to last year, I really wasn't following Call, Call of Duty that much. Right. And, like, I would just stumble upon their tournaments. I didn't know they were happening, but that's where I'd find them. I was on Twitch. And I feel like you may have lost a lot of viewers based on the fact that people just can't easily find the the, the tournament. The we thing- had multiple pe- people in our Discord looking on Twitch first, and then being we had to be like, hey, no, it's on YouTube. Here's the link.
0: Right. Justin reached out specifically for that reason. Yeah. And then the thing that I like about Twitch is that, like you said, so if you click on the browse area, usually, I'd say nine times out of ten, uh, eSports tournaments have a good amount of viewership, so they're they're towards the top of the list, right? Therefore, you don't necessarily have to go – searching for them they're right there and i no one answered me that i saw
1: but i was wondering i was already subscribed to cdl yeah. on youtube yep so did anyone else have it pop up on their home screen like for me it was up there but i wasn't subscri- i was subscribed to them so i'm wondering if since i was subscribed to them that's why it was on the top
0: i think 3 of us answered you i oh, think okay. it was myself i uh, beth and potentially Good. Okay, I got really busy at work no, at the you're end fine. of the day, so I haven't
1: checked it. But you're
0: fine. I wanted I want to tell you that uh, for me, no, it didn't show up. Okay. Now, I'm going to put a couple caveats in here. So, I run an ad blocker. Okay. So maybe it has to do with that, that it wasn't. I'm not entirely certain. Now there are things that show up in my recommended. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if I'm on the homepage of Twitter, it'll show me, hey. Here's your recommended things. Here's from your subscriptions. Whatever. I don't scroll down.
1: Okay? Yeah.
0: It wasn't anywhere in there. I had to search for Call of Duty League in the search bar on YouTube, found the thing, subscribed. That was it. Now, I don't know if it was because I was running an ad blocker or if it was because of an algorithm. Right? Right. But, so, I think it was Scud who was talking about that. No, it didn't for him. And even if an out, like, even if there was an algorithm in place, it would still probably be a no because of the lack of gaming stuff that he watches on YouTube. Right. For me, it'd be the polar opposite. If there was an algorithm in place, there, it should have been on there because of the amount of gaming stuff and technology stuff that I watch. Right. It just wasn't. So. Okay, go ahead. That's, that's what I was going to say.
1: I kind of lost my train. I'm sorry. Took over. I'm sorry. Um, But yes, I feel like to recap, major the majority of the gaming community is on Twitch. Yes. The YouTube deal was a little weird to me because it was kind of poorly announced. Oh, it was as the event started. Incredibly
0: poorly announced. Um,
1: and yeah, it just it seems weird to me. But you know, money's a big thing, right? Uh, YouTube must have coughed up the money to have the exclusive deal, and uh. I believe it was Feistro in our Discord uh, did make a good point that it could bring a lot of newer gaming people into the scene because yep. your your hardcore fans are going to follow it over no matter what. Yes. Um, I just think you're missing out on those opportunities for people to stumble upon.
0: So um, I agree with you there. And I also agree with Feistro because I was thinking about it as well. And I'm like, you know what? The only way things change is if big moves are made right if those if those risks are taken if no risk is taken then there's there's no chance of something cool happening right yeah and we, it, people talk about how twitch kind of seems like the monopoly of i'll say live streaming as a whole right sure because when twitch started getting bigger you had oh instagram live oh facebook live oh uh, periscope all these all these little things coming in trying to get a chunk of that pie right? And YouTube made a big push for that kind of starting like last year, maybe 2017, uh, like 2017, 18, 19, they're, they're making kind of a bigger push. And then Stadia came out They're They're like video game streaming platform. Right. And for all intents and purposes, it flopped. Like I, I'm going to consider that a flop right now. I don't think anybody is, I think rarely anybody's playing on that. I've heard there's a lot of issues. Things will probably get better down the line, but they took that risk, right? Google is a monumental company that has billions of dollars. They're able to risk it, put the money in there, and if it doesn't work, fuck it, it doesn't work. But if it does, they're the ones that took that first step. Let's see where it goes. With this YouTube deal, you're right. Everyone is going to go to Twitch because that's the platform. Like, there's a reason why... Mixer was making those big deals with Ninja, Shroud, and all that, right? Because they want a chunk of that pie. They want people to come over to that platform. You have the hardcore that come over, and then hopefully more and more will come. But they have issues that they still haven't ironed out, right? Yeah, there are things that people don't like about Twitch that they haven't ironed out yet. But when you're that big, and you have that big of the chunk of pie, it's like, they, they, they're like, we have bigger things to do right now. YouTube probably looks at it as Call of Duty is the biggest selling franchise every fucking year, right? So let's take that. Let's bring all of those fans over because I think it, I think the stream peaked at over 100K on, on Sunday on YouTube. And like you said, that's with a poor announcement. That's launch weekend of a new game. And you still had over hundred K on Sunday. Think about what that could have been if they gave you a week heads up. Right? Probably could have been a lot more. Um, but yeah, I, in my mind, I'm going to try to look at this with like a glass half full perspective because maybe like Feistro said, this could be the avenue to bring more people over to their platform. Therefore, causing more competition, Twitch is able to fix their shit a little bit more. Hopefully Mixer gets on that bandwagon because they have a lot of things they need to iron out here. Um. But yeah, to me, as a, as a viewer, it's kind of annoying to have to jump to all these different platforms to watch what I want to watch. You know? Like, I don't want to have to go here to watch this. It'd be nice, like Steam. It'd be nice to have all my games in one library, and that's it. I don't have to open up different launchers, okay? It's a very small nitpick, but they wanted a chunk of that pie.
1: And you did see YouTube bring over CourageJD from Twitch.
0: Yeah, and he just hit 2 million subscribers on YouTube today.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the thing with YouTube is a lot of Twitch streamers supplement their content on YouTube. They're already there. Yes. yes. So, like, Twitch streamers, I see the easier jump, but the fact that it's a, it's a league, it's Call of Duty, they're not streaming every day. Right. Kind of makes a, a little bit of a difference because people aren't going to. But, yeah, if the stream peaked at 100K on S- Sunday, maybe that just means bigger things for the future.
0: And they, the Call of Duty players, I would say, like, the big ones, right? The, the big notable names they are streaming a little bit more and making a little bit more content. One of the things with the Chicago Huntsman, right, is that Hex wants them to continually create content so they can continually be a bigger and bigger brand. That's his whole point, right? So he, he like, urges them to make more content, to stream, and so on and so forth. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think everything still happens on Twitch for their actual streams. Now, well, the, uh, so this is
1: where the line gets blurred for me a little bit because... What becomes Huntsman content and what is their personal content? Sure. I'm curious. Sure, like is is them streaming in their contract? Like, is that what? What about the revenue they get? Is that theirs? Is that right, Huntsman's? I'm curious on that whole side.
0: And I think we got into that a little bit with um, was it Tifu with Phase? Yeah, wasn't that a whole thing Where, with his contract and whatnot? Right. Yeah. But
1: that's because he was signed as a content creator for FaZe, not as a, like a professional.
0: Sure, because then the then the whole tournament winnings came into contention and all that shit, right? Right,
1: but that was all part of his content creating right. uh, contract. So right. I'm wondering just what's in the
0: CDL contract. Sure, that, that would be awesome to know. What I'm wondering is, and this is like thinking down the line, now that, and it, again, this is just a hypothetical situation, but now that the CDL... Is exclusively with YouTube gaming. Do they stream their personal stuff now? Are they going to come over on YouTube? Is that something that happens? Again, this is all hypothetical, right? They have their following on Twitch. They have their subs on Twitch. I don't know.
1: For me, is is kind of going back to if you look at the NBA, right? You sign a contract with the Lakers or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can you as a player can still get. Um, brand deals, and that's your own income, your own money on the side. So it's like
0: Nike or Adidas yeah. or stuff like that. Yep. Okay.
1: So that's where I hope they kind of keep that to the players because that's the players really working themselves outside of competing.
0: Right. Because if you look at it too, what you have so courage, for example, right? Content creator for hundred thieves. Yes. But also has his own courage JD branding for YouTube and whatnot. He doesn't stream using a hundred thieves logo and banner and whatnot. He uses his own custom stuff. Yes. So there you go. Just basic like going bouncing off what you were talking about there. Um, okay. So hopefully the YouTube thing works out and yeah, I just hope it brings more competition because I want, like i I would like everything to be better for everybody, especially the people making content on those platforms, right? like the fact that what clips on mixer is still a partnered exclusive thing
1: I think um I think it's affiliate on Twitch, is it?
0: No, you can make clips no matter what. I'm pretty sure on Twitch okay. i I'm pretty sure all right. correct me if I'm wrong, listeners.
1: So I just might be having an issue then because um on my when I'm, I, so I've streamed a little bit the last couple weeks, yeah. just here and there. Yep. But I'm not able to clip myself
0: hmm.
1: when I'm streaming. So I don't know if they changed that or not.
0: We'll have to wait and see. I guess so. Um, All right. Overall event.
1: What'd you think? I mean, I had a blast. I loved it. Production quality there was great.
0: This was your first esports event.
1: First ever esports event. Yes. Fortunately, not a Halo event.
0: Hey, but it's okay. Um, we got 2021 Infinite, you know, it's coming.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um I liked on the first day when the players came down the alley, you know, I got to fist bump them as they were walking by. They were getting they were, you know, getting the crowd hyped, kind of jumping up and down. Yep. It, it just that player to uh spectator involvement was really it was just really cool. Um the production value was great. They did a good job. Like I said, like we just said, the armory was a great venue to have it at. Yes. Um, You know, some people were complaining that the Challenger series was down in the, like, so the armory has an underground parking garage right below the venue. So it's not like you had to like walk across the street to a parking garage or anything like that. It's heated. You really couldn't tell you were in a parking garage with all the the whole setup. The booths were along the walls. It, it, It was just like being in the downstairs level of the armory.
0: Yeah. It looked like you were in like an underground club.
1: Yeah. That's what bit. it felt like. Yeah.
0: That's it, with the lights and everything. Yeah. They, it, it didn't feel like parking at all. Yeah. It was literally, like you said, directly below where the main like area was directly below it. It was just a staircase down. Yep. And yeah, it's don't listen to every, don't look, don't read like, don't, yeah. Don't listen to everything you see on the internet. right. People are fucking idiots. I'm just gonna say <laughs> but, that, man. It's, um, oh my
1: god. But yeah, no, it was a great event. I for my first one, this one is kind of setting the bar. So I hope I'm not let down at future events. uh Oh, um, the the content that they had in between when the stream wasn't going, yep, was great, and um, I think it's something everybody should work to improve. Like they, you know, they, they tried to get, have the, they had their moments of trying to get the crowd hyped for the stream to come back on. You know, Yep. I caught a couple free t-shirts, um, you know, just getting on camera in between some of the stuff silly, but they want people to get amped up and I get it. Right. Um, so I hope at future events that can continue to happen and people are excited and want to keep, you know, pumping up the crowd. And, uh, I had a lot of fun there. I just had a lot of fun. What about you? What'd you think for, for the COD event?
0: So, I liked it a lot as well. Um, Like I said, I was there with you on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Friday had prior commitments. Um, So, on Saturday... Well, actually... So, I watched the stream all day on Friday. Okay? So, I, I saw what happened from a broadcast perspective, from a spectator perspective, watching live at home. And... Let's get this out of the way first. And a lot of people complained about this with good reason. So, the exclusivity deal with YouTube could be good in the long run, but YouTube the stream did not look great ever during the event. It just didn't. And I'll say for me, it was on bigger screens. So like when I, when I watched it on a 27 inch computer monitor and a 50 to 55 inch TV, both did not look good. Watch it on my phone. Looked fine. Looked perfectly fine. But you watch on. For me, it was anything bigger than a phone screen. It was like pixelation started happening. I didn't really have any buffering issues. It was just it just didn't look good. Okay. So getting out out of the way, the event itself, um, I thought it was awesome. And will I talk to you about it? I'm not a huge fan of artificial hype. Okay. Like I like we said, I completely understand and respect what they were trying to do. It's just I'm not a fan of the artificial aspect of it. Let me get excited for the plays and the players as they happen. Just, that's just me. Just me. Again, I completely get it. They want people to get hyped for when the stream comes back on and really show that the place is popping, right? I get it. So, that that's just a nitpick on my part. Um, I thought everybody on the desk, I thought every commentator, everyone did a phenomenal job they, they brought the hype too, which is even better. Something about call of duty esports, And I'll say gears of war as well. Um, is that the players and the players stories and just the rivalries that are between them. It like they have, they have storied histories, right? The trash talking is real. They actually get up. They get excited. They get amped. They're shouting across at each other. They're, You know when there's bad blood between players. You know when there's not. It's, that's the stuff that was exciting to me. When you see, and you you could hear it from the crowd. Because we were pretty far up, okay? You could hear it, I I think it was the uh, Paris-Atlanta, we know, it was the Paris-London matchup, right? And Paris defeated them 3-0. And during one of the games, you heard the Paris players just shit-talking them uh, just in the game, like while they were playing, they're like, "Oh, my this dude oh, fucking yeah, it was, sucks." It was
1: during the astral listening. No,
0: it was even past that. Oh yeah, you could hear yeah. them from this from where they're playing. No, like no mics or nothing. You could yeah. just hear them, and I'm like, that's that builds excitement for me as a yeah, spectator. The int- it's the intensity of the players. Yes, and when you see players popping off, they're getting amped up. It's great to see in person. It's awesome, and then. The thing that was weird to me, again, another nitpick here, is that, so Friday, like you said, all the players walked out, right? Got the crowd amped up. Everything's great. Saturday, they did that once. Sunday, they did it once for the last matchup, which was us against Toronto. I mean,
1: that makes sense, though, because it's the home crowd.
0: Yes, that did, absolutely. But, and then... They finally, on Sunday, they got the Astro listen and fully figured out on Sunday. And then on Sunday, they had a couple more production things that they had done that they didn't do the previous two days. So, okay. A couple things of criticism here. And we talked about this off the show. First event, understand, right? First event, launch weekend. There, there's probably going to be some hiccups. Right. But on the production side of things, there, there are a couple of things, like I said, that, that were happened during Sunday that did not happen during Friday and Saturday. Like I said, they fixed the astral listening thing They had face cams finally, right. You had months to prepare for this. And now on the final day of the weekend, you had everything in place. You had your ducks in a row. Now, I was happy that it was done on Sunday. I was happy it was done eventually. It should have been done on day one. You shouldn't have had those types of quote-unquote issues at the start of it.
1: Question for you with the face cams. Yes. Now, we've seen this happen in Halo Yep. where they showed the face cam, but the wrong name was there or something like that. What if that they had to those technical issues on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, couldn't like figure out why they couldn't get it right and then finally got it right on Sunday? I mean, that could be... Would you rather have them show the wrong stuff first and then get it right on Sunday or just...
0: Well, that's the thing. With the face cams on Sunday with the Astro listening, there were no names underneath the pictures at all. I mean, there were no names under the face cams at all. It was just the line of the face cams right. on the bottom, so there wouldn't be that issue at all anyway.
1: Maybe that's what they figured out and get rid of the names.
0: They could have figured that out in five minutes I mean, on I know, Friday. I know.
1: I'm just trying to you know play a little devil, devil's advocate here. Sure. That, you know... You run into hiccups and maybe it's just, hey, we're running... They were running so late on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. They were probably just saying, screw it. Let's keep rolling. Right. As fast as we can.
0: That's another thing. So... New game, right? You don't know how it's going to work out in a live environment. That I can understand. Right? You don't know if everything's going to be a game five and things just take forever. You just don't know. I I can respect that completely. But Sunday, again they figured it all out and they kept things rolling break times between matches were drastically shorter than friday and saturday to keep to put things into perspective here on saturday we were at the venue the last match ended at 10:30 p.m. central there was a post show after that we didn't stay we left there's a post show after that Now, there was one less match on Sunday, but they were a half hour ahead of schedule on Sunday. I think I timed it out. So, what? We left the venue at 7.30 p.m. Central? Sounds about right. Yeah. So, it's... I'm glad they figured things out because hopefully this means moving forward, everything will be a little bit more smooth and that's awesome. It's just again I find it funny that we f- oh we finally got it to where we're going to keep things rolling here. Now, the technical difficulties, you can't plan for that. Like that's those just happen. I'm not going to criticize you for that. Things can break. Software could fuck up. You have no idea. Not going to criticize. So, overall though, I thought the event went very well. The the con- like I said, the commentators and the desk hosts kept the energy up the whole time regardless if there was an issue. They just, they kept, they kept the conversation flowing. Um, the player interviews were fantastic as well. Uh, fuck you, wakes. And <laughs> they, it, yeah, it was just, it was great. It was great. I'm very, not just, I'm not even going to say it's because we went 2-0 for the weekend, right? Nearly every match that was played was fantastic to watch. Like, what, you had the Huntsman going up against uh, Optic, right? So, and Scum says there's no ill will towards the players on that Optic roster, but I just loved seeing that, like, new Optic Gaming LA going up against the old guard. Like, this is, yes, we were the Chicago Huntsman, but this was our thing, right? Optic was our brand, and I loved seeing that matchup. Um seeing the mutineers upsets the uh, upset Seattle when Seattle was supposed to be very highly ranked because of the players that they had in their squad. That was awesome to see Paris destroying London because Paris even said that, uh, I think it was Kim set who yep. said we are good. Yep. And London who yep. and they three owed them yeah. like that. We saw, we saw, what, one or two 6-0 um, Search and Destroy games? Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Atlanta came out unbelievably hot. Like, that was, Simp played that whole roster, but, the, but Simp played so well that he, oh, my God. I, I, I put out a tweet that was like, that phase roster the way that they played this weekend reminded me of the, of Splice when they completely changed how competitive Halo 5 was played. Completely. They made it faster. You didn't know where players were anymore. Like you couldn't keep up. That's what FaZe reminded me of. And what happened to that Splice roster? They won a world championship. Easily won a world championship. In, in the face of the CLG Optic Talks dynasty, they fucking destroyed them. And that phase roster reminds me of exactly of that. Even Chicago, who I think is the top two team, I don't think they stand a chance against them. Not the way that they played that weekend. No way. And that's, for those who don't know, Simp was the MVP of the CWL last year. Okay, And also is a world champion in Call of Duty by winning with United last year. Another team I want to quickly talk about, the Dallas Empire. What the hell happened? They were ranked... Now, power rankings don't mean shit. It's the first weekend, but bear with me. Dallas Empire was ranked like, what, 3-4? Like in that top echelon? They have Crim6... Multiple world champion. They have Clayster. Multiple world champion. Who who won last year as well. On the E United roster with Simp. And then they have Shotzi. Illy. And Hook. Shotzi and Hook. No strangers, right? We've talked about them for a long time on this show. Illy. Brand new kid as well. Became of age to be able to compete. They got... They had a one in six map count for the weekend. They got walloped. What the hell happened? It's land, baby. It is land, baby.
1: So they did look really good during their...
0: um, Online scrims. Online
1: scrims. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I noticed throughout the weekend is teams were either really good at search or really good at respawns. And No team seemed to have it all figured out except Atlanta phase. Yep. So, even Chicago, Rocker, Legion all went 2-0 on the weekend. Yep. I think they all need work on their search and destroy. Yes. I think that was that... I mean... And it might have just come down to what was available for scrims, what they wanted to do for practice. Sure. But... Um,
0: Dallas I, also didn't win a single respawn game.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, they... I think these teams now after this weekend know what they need to do. And we might see some things change in the future. That's, this is kind of like there's the teams are setting the bar and figuring out where they need to be, what they need to do. Yep. And in the future events, we might see different outcomes because of this.
0: Right. And it's, I think a lot of these, I, I swear Seattle has to figure their stuff out. Like they have to, they have too much talent on that roster. Not to, And we've heard that Optic Gaming has had some issues together like in that team itself, so I don't know what's going to happen there. Dallas, same thing. Not not with Optic, but with Surge. They have the talent. They just need to execute. They've been doing it online, like you said, but when it came to LAN, they just shut down. And then the subliners, they were ranked highly in the power rankings as well based off the talent that they had. And they got destroyed this weekend. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's crazy. Who did London play first? Who did London three o? I don't remember off the top of my head, to
1: be honest. It was an upset.
0: I'm blanking out. It was an upset, though, because nobody expected London to do anything either. What a great weekend for Call of Duty, It man. was.
1: Got, got, got some shakeups. Yeah. You got... You see, I, I really think...
0: I didn't expect us to go 2-0.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really think Halo needs more of what Call of Duty has, is those player rivalries. Yeah. People talking back and forth. We don't get a lot of that anymore. No. And I get it. People are really respectful towards each other. They're all friends. They're there to play, but man how great would it have been for Snipedown to be like screw you lethal i'm gonna take that championship away from you and like be fighting for it and show some of that
0: right it's it's
1: like you you makes you want to root for certain players like aches has now made himself the villain of the whole league after you know what happened on what was that saturday uh, Friday Friday. night yeah with, uh, so for those who don't know Minnesota Roker, Rocker, however you want to say it. Rocker. Apparently it's acceptable either way. Um, went up against the LA Gorillas. Yep. Who has a player, Aix, and Multiple world champion, by the way. Multiple world championship. Yes. And during their second match, throughout like the Rocker lost the first two maps. Yes. But during the second match, Aches used a banned perk.
0: I don't think it was Aix oh, that you used don't. it. No, it was a different player that used it.
1: Anyway, Aches was like shouting at the crowd and like like you know waving his hand at us like screw you guys at the crowd. Yep. So, um, we you know people were just giving him hell. They got booed. They were facing the home the home team yeah, Minnesota.
0: That was that was expected,
1: right? Um, because
0: Toronto got the same welcome.
1: Yep. So it just depends on who's the home team and what the crowd's yes. going to react to. So
0: expect that to be the same everywhere. Probably at every event. Yeah. Um. So yeah.
1: Anyway, the. Uh, so someone used a band perk yes. during that on the LA Gorillas. Yes. And they reversed the map. So Aix went on Twitter and was like, oh, you know, we you know, we should have won. We were actually, you know, one 0 And then he was like, after the second, they won their second matchup. So Minnesota Roker Rocker, I keep saying Roker so I want to pronounce it right. Um <laughs> <laughs> Right. The uh um so Gorillas lose the match. They win next well, their next matchup. Well,
0: hold on. So you said they reversed the map. They made it so Rocker got a win then. Yeah. So it was one one. Right. After after that game, we steamrolled them. We did. That's that's the point I want to hit home here, right? If he's going to complain that, like he went on Twitter and said went two zero for the two and zero for the weekend, like no nah, fuck you. Listen to this. You had your team had every opportunity after that match reversal to come back and win anyway. Yeah. There were still more games to be played, bro. What are you, come on, are you
1: serious? So, yeah, I saw Silly, I believe, from Minnesota reply to him and be like, we could have played that last match. We still would have won. Like, I loved it. See, Um, (laughs) I I don't know about that. Right. But
0: the fact of the matter is we did win those last two games pretty handily. Yeah. They had every opportunity to come back, but they just didn't.
1: So going back to that silly thing though, that's the kind of confidence I like to see, and it creates that storyline. Yeah, you know, it creates the hype. Yep, for us to root for Minnesota. But um, so yeah, Aches then came on stream the next day with a little piece of paper, and I can't remember what it said.
0: It said uh, Rocker got a, or oh. Mi- it was either Minnesota or Rocker got a free W. Right.
1: And we, you know, so everyone booed him then. And then the meme came out on Twitter where it said, I like turtles, Yep, which was perfect. It was I loved perfect. It. But yeah, just know that, that rivalry and yep. that aches is now creating that storyline for himself. And even if like, you know, that, it, that's a hard kind of path to take to be the villain because everyone's going to boo you. Right. Like, but if that feels you, then go for it. And I don't know. It's just, we don't really get that entertainment out of Halo on the player side. Yes. I get it. We try to build storylines and you know, the matchups are good and let the game speak for itself, but man, how fun, how fun was it just to, to, to be there and that energy? It, it was just, awesome. It feels great.
0: It was awesome. And then I'm going to put a point, like, I'm just going to say this about AXE as well. He's a multiple world champion. Okay. He clearly has skill or else he wouldn't be in the league. Right now. I'm also going to say this. He had one of the lowest KDs of the weekend. You did. And but at the same time, there, there was during the, I think it was during their last, what was it? I think it was during their, their second matchup of the weekend where he went like double negative a couple games. The fact of the matter is this, like, yes, he went double negative, but he had also some of the most damage that was done period. Like, yeah. So he was putting down a lot of damage. He wasn't able to finish off the kills, but he was giving his teammates an opportunity to finish things up for him. Yeah, if the opportunity arose, so I, he was doing
1: work. I couldn't recall—is he a sub or AR player? Because usually, what so the sub submachine players? they're. According ma- to
0: fantasy rankings, he was a flex player. Okay, I don't know, so he, he could have. That, that means
1: he takes either or or a sniper. Okay, so he's really. God, Rx is our flex player. He okay. plays as he can play sub. He can play. Jack a- of all AR. trades guy. Yeah. Got it. Um, So as a submachine player, your job is to get up close, clear things out for your AR players and to have line of sights. Right. And then if if your sub players survive, you're able to hold down those hard points. You're able to hold down domination flags. Right. So if you're a sub player, you're most likely going to die more than your AR players. Your AR players are supposed to hold back, pick off medium to long range. For sure. So, um, yeah, you could be doing a ton of damage as a sub player and just not picking up those kills, and your teammates could be finishing off those one shots or whatnot so all right. um either way i think it was an incredible start to the cdl yes we have a lot coming up in the future a lot to be excited about i hope that halo can get to this point where we have these teams and these storylines and it's just exciting and this hype is built around it again and uh, we really need something for halo to pop we do. off we and do. the um you know the regional teams the bad blood it all plays into the excitement and um I'm hoping for good things in the future.
0: You know what else I'm going to say too in regards to that. So, moving forward, these new these next Call of Duty events uh, after launch weekend will all be a tournament based format, right? I just wanted to put that out there so people know what's going to happen in the future. But um, when you're talking about how we need this stuff for Halo, so we have we have season tickets for the Minnesota Rocker, right? With those season tickets, we like they said that there will have events throughout the year that are not directly like not the, uh, the home launch weekend and then the mid season event at home. Right. I wonder if this, I wonder if that means that, Hey, all like season pass holders, let's go meet at this bar. And they have on every TV in that bar, they have the CDL event of that weekend streaming on all those TVs. Right. Gives you that, gives you that sense of, like, just a normal sport mentality, right? When you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and you have a, a baseball game, a football game, hockey game, whatever's going on, you have them on your TV and you're rooting for your team, Yeah. right?
1: Well, like, a great opportunity would be the next event because the Rocker aren't traveling to um, London. Correct. So, like, hey, let's all meet up at so wherever and watch the tournament together.
0: Right. With I'm, the players, with the, you know... Right and we we talked about on a previous episode like what if Halo went the franchise route. Right? Mhm. Now we know now that a tournament format can work with a league. Yeah, that was something that was
1: a huge negative was that the open tournaments couldn't exist in a league format. Well, now they Call can. of Duty's doing it. Yes. I mean, you just have to base the tournaments off of points. Right. So it makes sense. It what just if, it wasn't clear before.
0: Right. They figured it out. What if uh what if Halo gets to that point where where it can be a fr- again this is hypothetical. What if the what if Halo can get to get to a place where it's a franchise league with tournament based formats as well? Then you have your home team that you're rooting for. You can go to events like with the your community that you have in your state or your area builds the community back up further and further. You have those rivalries that get introduced. Like I'm not saying be a carbon copy of this, but you could take some hints from this. Like Samsung comes out with a phone, they come out with a phone first. Apple looks at it and they're like, "Okay, let's refine this, make this the best it can be, and let's come out with the next one." Right. My
1: my only concern with doing a league or yeah a league format for Halo is that we don't get a game every year. Like it's a long term game. Which yes will that create a staleness as you get into year two, three, four?
0: So to that, I say, I think I forgot who it was, but somebody brought up that. I think league of legends does a league based format. And I know overwatch does a league based format. Now overwatch is obviously a lot newer than league. Um, But League has, like, updates that change the meta consistently. Same with Dota and all that, right? With MOBAs in general. And then Overwatch has, like, balance patches that can make a hero more or less viable depending upon the situation, right? So I think in in the sense... These are so completely different games. In League's sense, it can work regardless of how long because of how big that game already is, right? With Overwatch... My thing is, I think it is starting to taper off a little bit. You have the announcement of Overwatch 2, which realistically just kind of looks like an expansion with a different visual overhaul, but whatever. But they have this exclusivity deal with YouTube now. Clearly, they th- might see some money in that. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done the deal in the first place. To me, and I think to a lot of other people, Overwatch is a little bit hard to follow competitively. Like when watching it, there's just a lot going on so, I don't know. I don't know. I think I see two op- like two s- the complete opposite sides of the spectrum, right? You have something that's lasted for so long and continues to keep going with League. And then you have something that, to me, feels like it's starting to taper off a little bit more. But who knows with this new season of the Overwatch World League? I don't know about Halo.
1: With Halo, um, I think the thing that would have to keep it going is introducing either map changes. So... Okay, we had overshield spawn bottom mid. Now it's top mid. Sure. And weapon weapon changes. Um, new maps that refresh the gameplay, right? You're not seeing the same head glitches over and over again, the same areas being held down. Yes. Something that rotates maybe every season to bring a new freshness because we know the Halo games have a long lifespan, right? We've, yes. got, we've had uh, Halo 5 for five years, Yep. is it now? Um,
0: They're typically three to five.
1: And maybe you know they're calling it Halo Infinite. There's no reason behind that yet, but it just seems like with it being on PC, the new you know the new Xbox, um, it seems like it's gonna last a while. Yeah. And hopefully they do something to create that that fresh look as we go through the seasons, as we change it up, and it's something that's enjoyable to watch, fun to watch, fun to play, and that keeps people around.
0: Right. I agree, and I've seen so many people use. Like so many more people use the infinite possibilities. Yeah, yeah. I'm claiming that shit. It's mine. Uh, Um,
1: I I think that's probably gonna do it for COD and other games. Watch we went on for an hour.
0: We did, but it. We said this was gonna be a big segment of this show, because this is. Yeah, we were there and everything, which was awesome. It was Will's first event, but. Like you were bringing it back to Halo. That's the point, right? We you use this. As a stepping stone. Use this as a baseline. And be like, let's look at what other people are doing. Take that info. Take those criticisms. Take that feedback. Build something bigger and better. And apply it to the next eSport.
1: One thing I can see... So, like, with Halo being at the point it's at now, it's hard to come back at the top, right? To just, oh, we're announcing this giant league or this giant... Oh yeah. Production value. Yeah. They're going to be there. But I think the thing is though, the thing that's going to bring people in is big budget production at this point. Yes. You almost have to take the risk and jump in.
0: Thank you for bringing it back to that. Yes. You need to take risks. That's the whole point.
1: You know, we saw in that large update, you know, they're working on a year long roadmap and all these changes working with more creators. Yeah. And, and, I just hope it all works and gels the right way it's supposed to. And we get continued support. So,
0: and from, from hints, it seems like the grassroots program is going to be a, uh, a bigger emphasis on that as well, including more people setting bigger things up for them. In which case, if that's true, then that's fantastic. And I'm very hopeful. But uh, in the words of HTS Pro Talk, we'll just have to wait and see. Will, are you ready for the next segment? Yes, sir. Are you ready for some competitive news? First and foremost, Mantra makes some big announcements. This is by Mantra Esports on Twitter, and I quote, The legend has returned! Team Mantra gives a warm welcome to the Babe Ruth of Halo, HP Darkman, now official team leader with Zios and executive partner. And... The FFA 1v1 King of Halo 2 has returned. Team Mantra welcomes Ben Jackson, a.k.a. Karma. Karma is now an executive official partner at Mantra with Zios and HP Darkman. Those are some big old names. They were around it from like basically the very beginning. So Mantra making some big moves there. Bringing the group back together, I guess. Uh, Next up, Snipedown is focusing on Apex Legends. This is by Snipedown, and I quote, Won't be competing in the upcoming Reach event in Anaheim. My main focus right now is Apex, so I'll be putting all my time into that. I enjoyed Reach on PC when it first launched, but quickly remember the same reasons I didn't like the game back in 2012. Good luck to everyone going. In other words, Reach is fucking trash. Moving on HCS gets a new team member. This is by Matt Klein on Twitter. And I quote, I owe so much to competitive Halo. I made lifelong friends, met my amazing wife and got my start as a Steam, uh, a stream producer at Halo events. So I'm beyond excited to announce that I'm joining Microsoft and 343 in Seattle to help build the future of Halo eSports. Congratulations, Matt Klein. We wish you the best. I'm just going to give you a heads up. If you ever listen to this, I'm about to shit on some things later on in the show. Stay tuned for that. But it's nothing against you. It's nothing against anybody that actually works for the company. It's just things that have been happening. So, like I said, no ill will. Matt Klein, I do wish you the best. Um, Next up, we have DreamHack Anaheim announces a Halo Reach FFA side tournament. This is by DreamHack over on dreamhack.com. Here we go. $5,000 prize pool. Halo Reach, free for all. First place takes on three grand. Second place takes on fifteen hundred dollars, and third takes on five hundred dollars a ruse. Sign up process is on site. Sign up on Saturday, February twenty second in the morning. It's a first come, first serve basis. But this, this is the important part. The FFA side tournament will run alongside the main tournament's pool play and start of championship bracket. Therefore, you cannot participate in both. Should your team still be competing in the main tournament? There you go. Next up, Nap Times Reboots, Tourney Times. This is by It's Prof uh, Twitter. Also, please join me in congratulating Nap Times for his Tourney Times Reboot. Danny's passion for hosting tournaments and his drive to give back to this community are what inspire many of us. You have unconditional support from your Halo SWAT Nation family. Congratulations, man. That's fantastic. I'm excited to see what comes of that, too. Because you best believe we're going to be talking about those tournaments on the show. Next up, speaking of tournaments, Yodesla announces a, a third anniversary Halo Wars 2 tournament. This is by Yodesla, It's a YouTube video. When is it? February 22nd, 2020. And you can sign up at the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Next news story. Speaking of tournament announcements... Pen Halo announces their next round of tournaments. This is by Pen Halo on Twitter, and I quote: "Announcing Throwback Thursdays. We'll be hosting 2v2 online tournaments featuring classic Halo games every Thursday on Game Sharks. through the end of February. We'll be hosting 2v2 Halo 3 online tournaments, and you can check out the link to the first one for sign-up info at the Google Doc. We know at the link in the Google Doc of the show the show. And also speaking about tournaments, will." We have our final piece of competitive news. Europa Halo announces a special tournament. This is by Europa Halo on Twitter, and I quote, On February 16th, a Double Down special will take place to celebrate our new 2020 season start. Europa Halo staff members, along with EU content creators, face off in a fun cup. Each participant brings a guest along for the ride, so ask a staff member if you can play with them. That is it for the competitive news. Upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo Esports needs. Shout out to Maddie Rums, the rummiest of Maddies. Wednesday, January 29th, we have the Pen Halo, Halo Reach 2v2 weekly series number three on PC. Thursday, January 30th, we have the Pen Halo throwback Thursday number one. Say Halo 3 2v2, which we just talked about. On Saturday, February 1st, we have the DreamHack Anaheim qualifier number 3. We have the Halo Wars Tournament Central Halo Wars 2 February 2v2. The Halo Wars Tournament Central Halo Wars 2 February 3v3. And the Wichita Esports Convention Halo Reach FFA 2v2 and 4v4. So many Halo tournaments taking place over the week and the weekend. And we have the AGLA American Griftball League of America Weekly Matches. On Monday, January 27th, we have the Bumble Banshees going up against Zero Logic and Respawn All-Stars going up against Free Agents. On Tuesday, January 28th, we have Griff Balls Deep going up against Rack Attack. And the Bumble Banshees are also going to go up against Rack Attack. On Wednesday, January 29th, we have Zero Logic going up against Free Agents. And finally, on Thursday, January 30th, we have Griff Balls Deep going up against cuts Ho! Oh! That's, uh... That's going to do it for upcoming tournaments of the week presented by newcombo.com. Will, what do we got next? Roster Media!
1: right, um, we'll kick it off again with the free agent Google Doc for Anaheim. I planned ahead this episode, so I already have it up. The free agents we have listed, Midshot, J-Rock, Mudshot, Nebzanity, yo swaggy Pete, Magic Phantom Snake, Pollock, Crossfire, Skaduff, Mike Fathom, Eddie, so so sweet, just the OG, synapse, Kevin Clutch, Shine Down, six zero eight zero four, Nade Fox, Wargwa, Treka, Yoltiop, Mad Cow, Arby six seven eight four, banging models, uh, Devinvert, Poluski, Captain Choke, we have. Hillian, Dread Takedown, Very Nerdy, Poseidon's BR, Terminal Abyss, Cherished, Cavalier, Obviously Queen, Phasel 2, Travels of Dan, Repub Fives, uh, Young Sue, TM Tenacity, A Cisco Disco, De Suave Man, Ventical, Lieutenant Condor, A Wild Panther, Xavier, J Gravity, Swell Air, It's Renru, uh, Deverk, Alleged, Tranquil, Vitamins, Rhapsody, or rapidori. sorry. Don't Be Sinful, Swifty Swiss, Dark Scorch 2, DC Baby, Iromel, and then Kinetics rounds off the free agents. Moving on to Team of Twos, we have Schlaggy's Sh- and Sacrifice. Nikolai and Benji, Wiley Coyote and King Durling, Lycane and Venomous, uh, Floppy and Kolek, the Phantom, Phantom Non, uh, anyway, Jackson 5, and System Stats. On to team of threes, we have Crisp, Restrict, and Calastrophe dren smoked and monstrous and then zero steezy barry loves you they should be added to the team of twos because there's not a third person listed and there you go that does it for the dreamhack anaheim free agent and partial team list please check out the google doc link is in the
0: google doc the show notes of the show it is indeed you know what's funny what's that so will will reminded me that i didn't have it in the show notes of the show this week, I just caused more pain for myself. He he thought he got off scot free, but he caused his own pain.
1: <sighs> All right, moving on to the DreamHack <laughs> Anaheim rosters. This was based on the
0: qualifiers that we saw played this previous week. Yes, Tox not included because you already know who the fuck Tox is.
1: All right, so Mantra Esports was boobu-doo-boo, Spartan, Falcated, and Ace. Unlimited Esports, Eco, Penguin, Trippy, and Stellar. Falling Esports, Neighbor, Commonly, Sabinator, and Hysteria. Incognito, they're looking for an organization, but this consists of Saiyan, Pistola, Renegade, and Neptune. IDK is Rain, Rye, Noob, King, Nick, and Reliable. Vibin' and Fivin'. Common, Silence, Rhino, and Monoxide.
0: I love the ooh in there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're vibin', man.
0: And fivin'.
1: (laughs) Stainers included Goofy, Gabriel, Gilky, and Munoz. Swagger Like Us is Thrust. Arcanum, Sargoth, and Tragico. We have Clockwork 2020. This is Costa, Faker, Violence, and Busta. We have Swipe Right, Lycane, Venomous, Swell, and Terminal Abyss. Status Quo 2020 is Flamesword, Jimbo, Stormy, and Squalli. Tusk Team is uh, Tusk, Arctic, Maniac, and Musa. We have Do Your Part, Veronica, of Pro Shot, Naxis, and Beans for Lunch. Scandinavian Vikings includes Hercules, MC versus Arbiter, Crossman, and Quachi. We have Simplicity, which was Ares, Monster, Shele, and Dren. Canned Vegetables, Phasal 1, Phasal 2, Filthy G, and Archer, uh, yep. Check out the Google Doc. Um, <laughs>
0: it's all for interpretation.
1: <laughs> the Shell included Hunter JJX, its names, Rob the Turtle, and Triton. Unlimited International. Lux, tapping buttons, moes and respectful, crowd pleasers, Xenoxide, Kratos, suspector and straight sick, and then FXBG eighty twenty, release the kraken, Batman, creepy trash, and James Arbin. All right, Josh. Yes, well. We saw some big names pop up in the qualifier again. Renegade is back, baby. Back, he's back to play. Yes, he is. Um, now we know. We know some of these players. Who do you think has the strongest roster going into these qualifiers right now? Besides, I mean, we talked is obviously a powerhouse always.
0: So do you want to go over, do you want to go through tournament and league recaps first before we talk about this? Or do you want to talk about it based off what we got? Because we have two qualifiers in the recaps that have happened. I'll leave it up to Let's you. Let's just
1: go over now. Based on based on these, okay. these teams, I mean, we've... We've moved from Halo 5 to Halo 3, now to Reach. Yep.
0: So a, lot a lot of back changes, and forth. A
1: lot of different, different types of games. All, yes. all Halo, right? Of course. But each game, we've talked about it before, so different from each other. Yes. Um, do any of these names pop out as
0: being maybe a Reach sleeper then? Or like any powerhouses that... So I know that we know what the two qualifiers ended up in. Okay, we know that, but even taking that out of, out of here, I'll say that the incognito roster with Renegade saying Pistola and Neptune, right? Pistola competed in reach at the top level. We already know that. The thing that got me excited was Renegade when he said that he was looking forward to competing in reach. You don't really hear that. Yeah. So when he said that he was getting excited for reach events, if they were going to happen that like when you have a person that's actually excited for that, that gave me hope for him. Right. So I would expect when that roster got announced, I remember us talking like right after we saw that. And I'm like, that that's that roster stacked. So I think that roster will do well. That's one that really jumped out to me. Um, Another one I would say Falling esports, because again, you had neighbor and hysteria competing in reach near the top level as well. Okay.
1: Yeah. I didn't know much about hysteria before the Twitch rivals. Yep. And yeah, he was, he was doing great. He's on fire.
0: Yep. He's a former halo pro. Um, so that roster looked good to me. And then I'll also say, um, unlimited esports, eco penguin, trippy and stellar all fantastic, uh, people as well. They've been, they've been around for a while. Uh, Some longer than others, but like that, there are big names in there, right? Yeah. And as we've seen, even big names in Halo 5 were able to transition well into Halo 3. Because while some of them may not have competed in Halo 3 when it was in its prime, they did play Halo 3 when it was out, right? Therefore, the same... Reach came out after Halo 3. Therefore, I would imagine they played Reach when it came out. So they... And they've been scrimming and whatnot. So I imagine that a lot of these people are going to do just fine, even against the Tox roster. But, well, I guess we'll see when we get closer to the actual event and the event itself. Because who knows? This might, for all intents and purposes, be the only Reach event we get. We don't know, right? The, 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 I... the one HCS-backed event.
1: Yeah, I forget who tweeted it, but someone was looking for Hardcore Reach at rank 30 and couldn't find games at this point. They were like, is Reach dead on PC right now? Yep. And maybe, you know, maybe it's bigger on Xbox, but it it seems, you know, the hype died down quick. It, It really did. So, we'll have to wait and see.
0: We will have to wait and see.
1: All right, should we move on to the tournament and league recaps?
0: Of the week? Will, I think we should. What do we got?
1: All right, first up, let's go over the AGLA weekly matches. On Tuesday, January twenty first, we have Thundercats. They ha! won They won over Zero Logic. Junk Jankyard Dugues won over free agents. And then on Wednesday, January twenty second, Respawn All Stars took the match over Griff Balls Deep.
0: You only got it twice this week, all right? It's yeah. Yeah. Gotta give me my, my moment. <laughs>
1: Onto the Microsoft Store Community Series results from noobcombo.com. And I quote This time featuring a Halo Reach 44 tournament, the top teams from the King of Prussia, Yorkdale, Oakbrook, and La Tantera yeah. Microsoft stores were showcased in a single elimination bracket for some Game Pass subscriptions and, more importantly, bragging rights. You can find the results below. The next tournament in the Community Series will take place on February 16th. That's my birthday. And we'll be Halo Reach 2v2. Oh, my God. So, uh, in this matchup, in fourth place, it was Oak Brook. Third was Toronto. Second, King of Prussia. And first place was San Antonio, Texas. So, congrats. Moving on. Next up, we have the SWAT Nation Menage SWAT results. In seventh place, we had Divine Damsel, Jazzberry, and Sniffer Pippets. In fifth through sixth, we had the first team is Darling Disaster, Pink Cat and effect. And then the second team was XOX Precious, Cardinal Redbird, and Chong J R R. And fourth, we had obviously Queen, Space Amanda, and Purely Christina. And third was Command Station, I Blood Raina and Foxy. They took home hundred bucks. And second was Chickwin, Queen Times 3, and Linda DPS. Hundred fifty bucks to them, and in first place went to Veronica, Minx, and Haloet HJ. They took home two hundred and fifty. If you're interested in the bracket, it will be cl- included within the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Moving on, the HCS Throwback Throwdown. Throwdown number five results. This Thank is, you
0: for like giving me the hand wave too. I, I
1: knew you this. were gonna do it. Yes. I just like just go <laughs> yes. for it. Yes, I'll take it in stride. From NoobCabo.com and I quote from Matty Rums: Four teams of four, led by Hysteria, Lethal, Royal Two, and Eco, competed in a mixture of hardcore, SWAT, and sniper games using a keyboard and mouse only for a piece of the ten thousand dollar prize. You can find the results below. And here they are: Fourth place went to Eco Hunter, J J X, in Proximity with Vic Star. They took home five hundred dollars. Third place: Royal Two, Gigs, Uber Nick, and Spartan, fifteen hundred dollars. And second was Hy- Hysteria, vetoed, came out of Insane, three grand to them. And in first place, Lethal. Prippy
0: periphery. Well, I think that was Kefri. Wasn't it? I may have missed. I'm sorry.
1: Kefri active in monster five grand to them. Josh. Uh, I saw some controversy on Twitter.
0: Oh, we're going to be talking about that soon. You just continue.
1: We'll get to it. I guess. Yep. We'll get All to it. Right. I promise. Dream hack Anaheim. Qual- qualifier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That those words, things. man. Qualifier. The qualifiers. <laughs> The first one took place. We have the results for you here. Fifth through eighth, Vibin and Fivin, incendiary, falling eSports, and stainers. In third and fourth, we had mantra eSports and IDK. In second was unlimited eSports and first, Tox. What do you know? Tox taking home another W. Who knew? The qualifier number two results for DreamHack Anaheim, fifth through eighth, we had stainers, canned vegetables, Scandinavian Vikings, and falling eSports. And third and fourth, we had IDK in Unlimited Esports. And second was Incognito, and first place went to went Tox. So, again, we see Tox dominating. Um, but Josh mentioned Incognito Esports popping up in the second qualifier. Uh, I think they are definitely a good contender. Yes. And that is actually going to do it for the Tournament League Recaps of the Week.
0: Will, thank you as always for reading through those. I appreciate it greatly. Along with the names in Rostromania. Yeah, yeah. You do a phenomenal job. I appreciate that. Anytime. It's time for the HS Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HBTCSB for short matchup number 12. It's our final quarterfinal results. Pistola going up against Lethal. Will drum roll please. All right. I like it. Uh the winner actually is I act. My prediction was correct. Lethal wins with 56.9% of the vote. Pistola got 43.1. Very close matchup. It was. You know what's funny? Everybody who submitted brackets in, I believe all of them voted for Lethal to move on. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, so they went with the stats too. All right. There you go. And now it's time for HS Pro Talk Media All-Star Bracket or CSP for short match number 13. It's our first semi-final discussion. We're getting close to the end here, folks. Snipe down against Frosty. I thought about it. And I'm going to say what I said before. And I'll put a little bit more spice on it. I don't think Snipedown stands a chance here. No, you don't think so. I don't. He's been with
1: Halo for so long.
0: Right. But has he been dominant for the past five years? I mean, he's been up there. But has he been dominant? Frosty has had,
1: I guess, a more explosive showing, so to say. He's He's had a
0: monumental, (laughs) like a monumentally better situation than Snipedown has. When you win back-to-back world championships, uh, yup, I don't think. I mean, ugh. it's 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 like what Shane said, where Frosty changed the game. Frosty was one of those players, like a Shotzi. Now Shotzi didn't move on in the bracket, but Frosty is is one of those players that you just can't replace. He was one that changed Halo 5 the way the way that competitive Halo 5 is played. He he found places that nobody had been before. He was an incredible asset to that team. He was like I don't To me he's all-star worthy in the last 5 years. I don't think Snipedown is all-star worthy. Within the last five years. Yes, Snipedown played pretty damn well, but he never, he got what, first a couple times? Maybe? And like you look at it, it's, to me, it's those world championships. And to me, it's it's not only the world championships, but it's it's the dominant fashion in which they won them. And Frosty, to me, was a huge part of why they won them. You
1: know, we 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 did get the last vote where Lethal came through over Pistola. Yes. And I believe, yeah, Lethal's been dominant. But we're also looking for a community all-star. Frosty
0: was with us for Halo 5, and he dipped. That's true. But this is, again, within the last five years of the HCS. Right. You're, that's right. Right. And for the majority of that, it was five. Right? We had a year of H2A, and then three and a half, I'd say three and a half years of five, and then maybe a half a year of the grassroots. So, yes, Frosty frosty dipped as soon as he was able to basically compete in COD, right? It, it, when, I think he obviously left for a better. Better,
1: better opportunity. Yeah,
0: better opportunity. COD look- looks like it's only going to be going up. It, Halo is kind of in limbo right now. You don't really know where it's going to go. And the stability is in a different franchise. It's not where this is. So, but yeah, taking that out of the conversation for a second, it's just, with, with from the last five years, Frosty was a dominant online player who CLG at the time saw him. They took a chance on the kid, and it paid off in massive dividends, the likes of which you just, you don't see very often if at all, right? He's a player that. He was a player that set the standard for how competitive Halo five is played until the likes of Shotzi came into the fold and shook it up again. But for the longest time there for a big, for a big stretch, it was him. It was Frosty. He was the young phenom at the time. And it was, you you just couldn't compete with him. Snipedown for, for as a grizzled veteran as he is. Not only I don't think he, I don't think he couldn't compete with Frosty. But he also never had that type of player on his team. In which case you need, in my mind, especially with five, you needed that type of player, and I think that's why that splice roster was so dominant is because nearly, like I think, over half their roster was that type of player. Right. So. Yeah, that's that's what I'll say with the Frazzy v. Snipe down de- debate.
1: Okay, I mean, I'm I'm going to take Snipe down side on this. That he's been kind of a p- pillar in the Halo community. He's been there for a long time. And I know we're talking about the last five years, but he's been consistent. Yes, he can. He's. I feel like, sure, Frosty shook up the game, but if you put Snipe Down on that team instead of Lethal or maybe Snakebite, like they could have still rolled and could have could have maybe still steamrolled. Like I feel like he.
0: But could Snipe Down have replaced Frosty on that team?
1: Well, Frosty changed the game. You're right, but I'm just saying, like. If you want to talk about world championships, Snipe Down could have had them if he had that type of surrounding too. That's my. That's how I feel. That's about, not a bad
0: point. It's not um, a bad point at all. He very well could have.
1: So you want to talk about stats? You, could, you know, it's a team game, and that's why it is. It's, this is this is very tough discussions because it's hard to pull out points when it is such a team game about a single player. You know. Yes. Um. So, Twitter, do your thing. Let us know. Vote will be posted on Wednesday of this week. Yes. Let us know who you want to move on.
0: And we have our last semifinal matchup next week.
1: We're, we're uh, two weeks away from the finals. We are. We're getting close. We are. We're going to crown a champion.
0: We will. We're what are we going to do after? A winner. We're going to crown a winner of the community bracket as well. Yes. It's
1: going to be exciting stuff.
0: Yes. We'll see who came out on top. I'm excited, man. We're getting there.
1: All right. All that, right. That does it for the topic. <laughs> All right, Will. Are you ready for this? You have a new segment. Yes. Uh, what you came up with this one? <laughs> yeah,
0: just for this week. I this isn't gonna you... be like a. This be like a rotating thing. You know, maybe it'll come in, maybe it won't.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, please explain what this new segment is and what we're doing here.
0: <laughs> the Reflection Corner. So. You know, remember, like, I forgot how many weeks ago it was, but, like, it was, you know, I, I made the joke that I was going to sit in a corner, and I, I forgot the exact extent that I made sure. that. Yeah, this is kind of like a uh, an extension of that, right? So there were a lot of things that took place over the last week within this community that I want to talk about you and I on this show Get the listener's perspective as well once we discuss this. Talk about the sources where it's coming from. It's the reflection corner. We're reflecting upon stuff that happened throughout the week. Okay. Okay? There was a lot. That's why I'm getting to this. Okay. So the first piece in the reflection corner is <laughs> um, the HCS throwback throwdown. I get to do it twice. I'm excited. Uh, so Kinsey on Twitter put this out: competitive Halo, another week, another ten thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars total. Was it worth it? Thoughts. Tashi replied with, "Definitely. I'm not ignorant to the fact that there are people in the community who felt neglected, and that this and that's a separate issue we need to that we need to address. But this program helped curb decay." A post, of post-launch viewership, gave Halo streamers a new platform, fostered and strengthened relationships with some big streamers, and more. We also learned a lot of what. Uh, we also learned a lot of want different maps and modes. Okay, what? typo. Yes. We also learned a lot of what different maps and modes are more entertaining for others. Learned about what resources it takes to operate these and how we can be super reactive to do stuff like this quickly. In the future, when we have a a far bigger spotlight with a new game, we in the community have this experience under our belts and can execute in a far better way. Cadence, formats, streamer outreach, modes, etc. Moses replied with, Kind of hard to believe it was worth it when viewership wasn't good and the only time it was, Summit Rage quit and uninstalled in front of 25,000 people. And Tashi replied with, We said this was a new format and experiment, which means the learnings we take forward are a big part of why we did this. Of course, we would have loved people like Summit to play every week, but without the series, the overall interest in viewership would have been lower. So, in in a different thread, Wonderboy said this. I must admit it's frustrating to see $10,000 put into an action stack tournament for a select few when that money could have been invested into more tournaments globally. Sometimes money is earmarked for a specific purpose, but the question has to be asked why this was the preferred option. David Sandman uh, replied with, "Agreed. I can think of much better investments to put all this money towards." LOL. Wonderboy replied with, "Realistically, it's not always it, it's not always applies to uh, apples. It's not always apples to apples with issues such as these funding allocations. But offering a $5,000 purse as a prize pool to tournament organizers in lesser regions, AU Halo, Insomnia, Europa Halo, to name a few, for the sake of having seen simmer until infinite seems more logical." And Europa Halo replied with. If we had half of that 5K, like that would easily do us 12 months. European Halo would like some money to sweeten the pot, and you would get uh, and you would get good turnouts. Insomnia partnership with Europa is what we want is where uh, we would want to be. So, you were talking about how there was a little controversy with the throwback throwdown tournaments. Yes, I imagine this that's is what exactly it was. what I was Kay. getting at. Yep. Uh so. To be completely honest with you, I didn't even think about that. As n- I was so naive that it's really true that these grassroots tournament organizers feel like they're getting nothing. I feel like they're getting nothing. Have they have they
1: been, ever been given prize pool money? I'm not sure on that. I mean, obviously, the big ones have. Sure. The Dream Hacks, the... Right,
0: but... Europa Halo is a grassroots partner. GT Halo is a grassroots partner. Right? I think there's another one, perhaps. Maybe that's it. But I don't think they've gotten money for prize pools. I also don't think they got equipment. Wasn't that the whole point?
1: I know at least equipment was. Was it? I believe it was. I believe it was mentioned. Okay. Um, but, yes... I, I get that, you know, after reading what Tashi had said that it's kind of uh R D money, research and development. Sure. Not actual grassroots money.
0: Right. So where's the grassroots money? Or is there? Right. Or is that's like I I get what they're trying to do, right? Tashi said it himself. They're they're trying to They're trying to do these things. They're ironing out things for the future. This is kind of like a test run, right? But you threw $50,000 at a test run.
1: Yeah, what are you doing for... I get it. The community wants to know, what are you doing for the people people who, who are already there?
0: Right. That's it. The people who are already there. The people who are spending their times and their livelihoods making content for your game. It's... Someone made a reply or something in regards to one of them. It was like 72 hours or something like that, where he, I think that the person said he played reach for like what, four hours in that week. And then was on one of those tournaments yet. You didn't feature more people who had spent all their days making content for your game and maybe just put one of them there. Like one that actually continues to play and support your game. Now, I get it. They want their community to get invested as well.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the point is yes. to bring in streamers who don't usually play to get, I mean, yeah, Summit had 25,000 viewers watching him when he was frustrated. But when I was in his chat, a lot of people were like, oh, what is this? Where did this come from? Is this on, you know, this is on PC now? And it probably generated revenue
0: for people interested that wanted to play. Here's my problem. Where are those people playing now? They're not. It's what we we literally talked about this before. We said I'm I'm pretty fucking sure we said on this show that once the initial hype dies down, they're going to go play something else. They're not going to keep playing it. Look exactly what happened. PC playership for reach right now is like drastically low. Okay. It's now that's just Steam. that doesn't include the windows store. So I don't know what those numbers are, but on steam, they're not great by any means necessary. Was it worth it for if they were going for more eyes on it, if they were going for trying to put it in front of more people, Right. And hopefully get some of that retention. I don't think they got any retention.
1: But what this could do is you put it in front of people. So now when CE Infinite. or Four. CE, oh, yeah. Yeah. then two, then three come out. Sure. Maybe they're they're ready to buy. You know, the MCC's downloaded. They're ready to upgrade. Um, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like just your first wave of publicity. You're getting people interested. And maybe that now that they know there's more coming... That could be better than what Reach was.
0: The one thing I'm worried about is... And other people have talked about this too. I think you have as well. These games are old. Right? And they're staggering releasing them. So, obviously, you will be next, then 2, then 3, then 4. And maybe 2 and 3 will have that biggest jump. Because they are, like, the most liked out of all of them. Um. It's just to me, after seeing what Reach did, I think we're going to have these instances over and over again until Infinite releases where a week to a month, this is going to be the most hype shit ever. And then immediately after, it just drops. It's just gone. I don't want it to be like that. And I'm not trying to be a cynic right now. It's just after we've talked about it and after seeing it, that's what it feels like is going to happen. You know, and
1: going back just to human nature, if you did play these games before and you've gone through them all, the replayability value has already diminished for you. So if you right. get them again on PC, you relive, you know, and you play the game and you enjoy it. But um, like like you just said, the games are old and they there's new stuff coming out. I think where you're going to see – uh, it, you know, this could all be marketing just for Infinite on PC and to get people to come over to play on PC because that is kind of their new, that's going to be the new thing, right? People aren't going to expect it to be on PC. Right. All your Halo fans are just probably going to have Xbox, Xbox Live go play on where it's been for years. Right. So it's kind of a new market, new territory for them. And I feel like they're, they're spending, I, f- I feel like they're almost spending too much, too many resources on it for, you get the initial hype. Yep. And then it dies down. Is that worth that, that initial hype? Is it worth it for the long-term value of Halo? I don't know.
0: Are we seeing too many, like too much, too many resources in terms of
1: like, you're spending money to you're paying employees to remake this game. Well, the re, quote unquote remake to, to right. Yeah. yeah. It over. Yep. And you know, we saw reach. There was a lot of issues. There were, you know, the... and there still are. Um, and you know, it's the way these games were built that are causing issues on PC. Now, right. one and two had a PC release Yes, you know, to Vista, whatever. Yep, um, you're right. If you want to count that, but <laughs> it's, if, if they worked on PC flawlessly, you might've saw more retention.
0: Yes. I agree.
1: Again, going back to the releases of Halo reach, wasn't the most popular. So it's tough. It's tough to say. We need to see, I need to see more at this point.
0: Right. People complain about matchmaking times right now and not being able to find games. I think that will get better. Obviously, like once all of the games are out.
1: Yeah. If you think about it, people can search for multiple games at once.
0: Right now. Let me, let me dial it back a second because when I mean that it'll be easier to find matches, I think it'll be easier to find matches if you're searching for everything. Correct. Right. If you're still searching for hardcore reach, good luck to you. Guaranteed not going to find anything.
1: Most of your population is probably going to be on two and three. Yes. From what we've seen from playing MCC on Xbox.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, now I'm going to be in four. So uh, if you want to catch me on that, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah. Okay. So that's that was the throwback throwdown information, in. The reflection corner. The next piece we got, the state of competitive Halo. So Moses put out another tweet, and th- and this is what it states: There's at least 15 plus better esports to invest your money in, and people still think big organizations are going to return for infinite. Nothing will change until we do, and then like a uh, a like a uh, fingers crossed emoji, right? So Tashi replied with. We actually have a lot of strong interest right now from big orgs and HCS for Infinite, with more reaching out. We obviously have a lot of work left to do and want to create an ecosystem where teams will find long-term success, but we're in far better shape than Halo 5 at the moment. Moses states, sounds awesome, but I'll believe it when I see it. If viewership isn't good, then they won't be interested. Tashi replies with, That's fair. I mean I can't really show you my email inbox or invite you to the meetings, haha. Regarding viewership, we understand that and have upfront uh, conversations with teams about why they decide to stay in some of the games and why they decide to leave others, including Halo. Moses replied with, "Just hard to fathom why an org would seriously be interested when there's literally a dozen safer, more proven options. Uh, revenue share, perhaps? Even that, then? Even then, that won't matter if viewership is low. Hoping for the best." And Tashi finally replied with. We have taken a proactive and open approach to really understanding why orgs make the decisions they do and what their goals are for the better part of the last two years. The answers we have gotten are super diverse, and they can shift and change too. And then Moses put out um, another tweet, and this was today, as a matter of fact, on Monday. And it states, reason number... Uh, 57,362 why halo Esports is in horrible shape little Timmy and Jimmy at the local Microsoft store land, get better support and promotion than our mainline professionals who are playing for thousands of dollars. And the context of the little Timmy and Jimmy is there was a photo that he posted of a side-by-side comparison of the halo Twitter account and the HCS Twitter account. The halo Twitter account has a boatload more followers than the HCS Twitter account. And it was the Halo Twitter account that posted a promotional tweet for the Microsoft Store LAN. And there really doesn't get much of the big tournament support or other smaller community tournament support on the main Halo Twitter, so on and so forth. So Pistola, one of the most positive people, in this community, or just period, who we've talked about multiple times, he put out a tweet and states, Unfortunately, I've lost hope. Until actions prove otherwise, I maintain my position. That's really unfortunate to me. You have Pistola who is upset that HCS, is in the Halo Esports is in the state that it's in right now. It's, it's simply not good. Straight up. So. I get that there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that we just don't know about. And from the words that we've seen, a lot of it looks on the up and up. A lot of it looks good. Right. But. Those are just words. And a lot of the stuff that's being talked about, we haven't seen anything. Now, Tashi said that people are under NDAs, so they can't talk about things that are happening or that are potentially going to happen because things fluctuate, things change. But I'm just not, I don't feel good about any of this. I just don't. This is why it's the reflection corner, reflecting on what's happening, right? I just don't feel good about it. We got that, the five years of HCS post, right? And it was a lot of, it was a lot of info without being a lot of info, right? It didn't go in depth on anything. It just gave you a lot of blanket statements of, here's what we hope to have accomplished for infinite. Here's what we're working on doing for infinite. And it's all words and it just continues to be words. And these are new words that we've gotten, but they're basically the same words that we got in that other post. Just a, a while later, but they're the same words. Just written a little bit differently. And I'm not. It's not instilling confidence in me. And when Pistola comes out and says that, I am not happy about that. Okay. Will, is there anything you want to add to that before we go to the next piece? I mean, sure. It's
1: yeah. If Pistola's down on it, it that's
0: that's tough because he's usually I don't think your mic is on right now. If
1: Pistola's down on it, yeah, <laughs> we're back. That's tough because he is he is usually one of the most optimistic and upbeat people. Yes. Um, now Moses, he does kind of crap on Halo a lot right now, but it's yeah. I think you know people people get on him about him just being so negative all the time, but I think it's coming from he wants it to succeed.
0: He really does, and
1: he's just he's
0: calling out the issues because not a lot of other people are. That's thank you, because you're right there are so many people out there that paints him in a very bad light. And you can get on him about the whole banning, like muting people and like blocking people on Twitter. Who gives a fuck? That's besides the point. The fact of the matter is he speaks facts. You, you know, the, you know, those gifts or those, those memes of the hard to swallow pills. Yeah. Right. That's what he's dishing out basically every day. He, this is the beautiful part about, him. He is the one that's going and looking through statistics, looking through viewership numbers, looking through playership numbers, right? Who else is doing that? I don't see anybody else talking about it. He is giving people an opportunity to speak up. And a lot of, yes, a lot of it can be looked at as complaining, right? But, and Pistola said this too, if you don't complain about something, how is it going to change? It's just not going to. If you th- if they think they're doing a great job and knowing no one's telling them otherwise and they're going to keep thinking they're doing a great job and keep doing what they're doing. Like, Apex Legends. If people don't play Apex Legends after a patch comes out because they don't like how the patch plays out, what do you think Epic Games is... Wait, no, not Epic. What do you think um, Respawn,
1: Respawn is
0: going to do? Respawn is going to go back and be like, oh, shit, we're losing retention of people playing our game. Oh, it had to do with something we released in this patch. Let's do something else or revert that change to get the player retention back. They wouldn't know unless the people playing their game told them. Here's the problem, folks. The... People aren't playing Halo very often anymore. It's hard to get that feedback. Yes. You don't have the retention that you used to. Part of that can be attributed to Halo 5 being out for so long. Okay? But another thing that can be attributed to that is that they didn't make many changes to Halo 5 while it was out. They didn't take that community feedback that was given to them by the not only the professionals, but the casuals on a, probably a daily basis. The maps that they came out with were rehashes of the same maps that were in the game. It didn't really instill confidence in people to continue playing that game. Plain and simple. When they released Oddball and Professional, I think it was a disaster. And yet, what did they do? They kept it. Oh, that's a smart play, guys. Real smart.
1: They They did refine it to those two maps which ended up working in the
0: end. Yes. Yes. But the point is, they put it in, it was shit. It, they were told it was shit and they kept it anyway until after that event that took place and then they took it out. They just
1: Yeah, they took it out and then they changed it. And no I don't think they ever got rid of it. They just changed the maps.
0: Right? No, they they tweaked the settings too, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right, right, but right. but they did they had it in an event and then they're like, oh, okay, Then they tweaked it, changed it to the maps that it was at. And then things were, I would say, better. Because people still obviously didn't like it. People did like it. That's great. It's the fact that the point I'm getting at here is that Moses is out there doing the research, putting his time in, because like Will just said, he wants it to succeed. Probably more than a lot of people out there. Plain and simple. The dude's spitting facts. You can agree with them or not. But the fact of the matter is Tashi's out there replying to him. So clearly the message is being heard. Do you yeah. think, is it because he's one of the most vocal that Tashi's like, hey, I
1: need to get on this. I need to reply and get. Sure. But I mean, it's, I feel like he voices a lot of the community concern. Yes. So it's, it's a good place because people know that's where it's going to come from.
0: Yes. And he, he is very well known within the competitive space. And So having that person as a voice, um, regardless if people consider it really negative or not, it's – the fact of the matter is it's being looked at. People are responding. Now the question remains, are those words going to be taken to action, right? Now, obviously I would like action or I would like more confident words right now. But I'm at that point right now where we probably just won't start getting anything until we're getting closer and closer to the release. Right. Um, I, I don't like that. I have to live with that. That's obvious. What else am I going to do? But that's, yeah, that's where I'll leave that. All right. The last piece. The DreamHack Anaheim qualifiers. Moses, lo and behold, puts out another tweet. And I quote, Halo Esports is such an absolute joke right now. Between the brackets always being wrong, HCS not promoting the event besides some lazy scheduled tweets, zero prize money for LAN qualifiers, but money for griffball tournaments. He means the throwback throwdown tournaments. Griffball was a joke. Um, no wonder viewership sucks and we have the and we have AGL attendance numbers. So Adam AP uh, replied with, can you explain the seeding issue? This is in regards to the first DreamHack qualifier event by uh, UGC. Spartan replied with, they announced that they were going to seed the tournament based off of who signs up first. Which is fine because it's the first qualifier and it's basically random seeds. The problem was that they had like seeds two and three playing against each other in round one, four against five, six against seven. The bracket was wrong after quote unquote correcting the seeds. They then proceeded to change people's seeds for absolutely no reason. I believe our team and two other teams were affected. Our team went from third seed to 44th, other teams all similar. They gave zero logical reason for doing so as well. Meanwhile, they left like four to five teams in the bracket that didn't even have completed teams and still wanted us to play the bracket but we all complained and they redid the bracket for a third time. Moses replied with, and that was just this week. They also historically have a very difficult time keeping track of and assigning the correct seating points week over week. More often than not, there are problems that cause delays. It's becoming expected at this point. And then this pains me too. The last piece was Pistola. There was a clip from Snipe Downstream that Pistola, it was, it was Pistola talking. We're including a link in the Google doc of the show into the show. I recommend you go watch it. It's, it's him verbally upset over just what the fuck with, with the qualifiers with, with HCS in general. It's yeah, it's, it's not fun. Um, but again, he's Okay. Like Moses, he's saying it how it is. Will, you and I have talked about at length the problems that we've seen with these qualifiers as they've happened. And I get it. The people are doing the, the best that they can. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't do it. Okay? Okay. So don't take this opinion as somebody who thinks that they could step into those shoes and do it way better because I'm not that person. I I know that I can't. But is there ever a point in time where this just becomes unacceptable? Moses said that this is expected at this point. So
1: what's the course of action if you're a player, right? Let's look at this. You can just stop playing, but then you're not competing. You're not making money.
0: You're not you're not getting your seeding points that may or may not points. even matter.
1: Um, if you if you stop playing, you can sh- definitely show your displeasure in the league's handling. But then, um, these people care about Halo so much that th- that's what they want to do. They want to compete. That's what they're there for. Right. So what do these pros move on to another league? Could they find another league? Could they go compete in Halo Draft League? That'd be crazy. Pistola signed up for Halo Draft League. What the hell? You know. Right. right. Um, I don't know, um,
0: but the, the the shitty part is, and this isn't a knock against them either. It's just like the Halo Draft League doesn't have the money behind them. Though. Exactly that that's the thing. Like that's another problem in and of itself, which we can get to. But it would be amazing to see that happen, but it's not viable. Exactly for them. Yeah. So it's like
1: that's. I think that's why the po- the pros are so pained, is because. They feel if they want to compete in Halo, they have to do it this way, and this way just doesn't work. Right? There's, a, it works, but not optimally. It's not well planned. It's just,
0: it's, it feels like a, sh- like whatever to them. And they've, God, I'm so fucking conflicted on this because this has happened so many times, and I don't want to shit on UGC. I'm just gonna say it, but the fact of the matter is, they've had issues they've had so many qualifiers so many qualifiers and no matter what no matter what it's always at it's always at least the first one that it's a disaster like i don't think it's ever been a situation for the first qualifier that they've ran has been solid and you go in their discord and it's they're told about it that's for sure. But my problem then is like Spartan was talking about in his replies, it's like they listened, but they didn't do anything about it. They just did it to me to me it's like they applied band-aid fixes. And they continually apply band aid fixes. Well, guess what? Band-aids wear down, band aids can fall off. At this point, we need stitches. Yes. I need fucking concrete fixes in place. All right? I want potholes fucking filled. That's what I want. I don't need more potholes forming. This... And again, this isn't coming from somebody who thinks they can do it better, because I know I can't.
1: It's the fact... It's the same thing we're talking about, like, with Moses. We just want the best for Halo. That's all we've ever wanted. Yes. And it, it's when things aren't run smoothly, it's, it's hard. It's,
0: and the other problem is is that UGC is one of the people that are still in it, you know, because they love Halo as well. And they're like for, they're probably busting their asses off. Can't fault them for that. But when you have the same problems for every fucking first qualifier that you have, I'm swearing a lot. I apologize. It's just the way I am. But like I asked, when does it become a point where it's unacceptable to keep doing this over and over and over again? Is UGC literally the only TO out there that can run fucking qualifiers? Are they the only one? Can't be. Give me another one, please. This, <sighs> Okay. Deep
1: breaths. Deep Right.
0: Randy right, right. Josh, like, really came out there hard. Are you okay? Are you I'm good. Ask? No, okay. I'm good. It's just, I, you know, we're passionate about this. We obviously want Halo to, to, to succeed more than anything. I would love, just like Snakebite said, just like we were talking about, we would love for Halo to have a bigger, like, a, as big as if not a bigger stage than the CDL, right? I, I'd i love them to fucking sell at stadiums. I think it'd be incredible. It, But... Motherfucker, we're definitely not going to get there with the way things are going right now. No way. Are you kidding me? This... Oh, my God. We're playing... Will, DreamHack Anaheim is going to be a mouse and keyboard event with controller as well. It's going to be both, Will. It's not balanced. Still.
1: And you talk about technical difficulties. Now you're adding another input. You're gonna I have can't believe this. Players sitting. It, I, it, it's
0: like, tough. It's
1: tough to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow coming is. from them. It is. They're, they're giving us the hard pills now. They
0: are. It's in the worst ways. But, like, obviously, we, we would love, we would love more than anything for the DreamHack Anaheim stream to come on. And there to be no issues whatsoever, right? And everybody's having the best time that they can possibly have. And for all we know, that very well could be exactly what happens. But
1: when history repeats itself and keeps repeating itself, which it is, it's you, you, how, when do you, when do you just turn around and believe, okay, things are going to be good this time? You know, um, I get, I get where you're coming from. It is frustrating. All we can do is try to either work around it. Or
0: accept it that's that's the options right and I'm at the point of ex- like I don't want to accept it but you and I both know when we turn on that dream hack stream it's going to be the the break screens are going to be just a background of dream hack and that's it
1: well I mean we and got they're that- gonna be
0: 10 to 15 minutes at a time if not more yeah like we know that that's how sad that is we know that UGC is going to have problems with qualifiers because they always do that's a problem. When you're trying to uplift an esport, yes. It's just like like Moses was saying, no community tournament organizer is getting any or like there I've seen maybe a couple. Like honestly, like two, where community tournament organizers are getting promoted on HCS's Twitter account. Right? Like you don't see I you rarely see it. Like this is why we this is why we shout out uh, noob combo. This is why we shout out Maddie, right? This is why we shout out Moses. This is why we shout out Europa Halo, GT Halo, all the community tournament org- organized out there, and the outlets to find them because you don't have official support. There, okay, twenty twenty one could be huge for grassroots, but. You introduced it last year. What's come of it? Besides DreamHack. And besides what? UGC's Halo Classic? All of the other community tournament tournament organizers. All of them. What have they gotten? Not so much as a promotional fucking tweet. Halo Wars. Competitive Halo Wars right a very passionate community okay but they they hold events they hold tournaments all the time the only person that in like a 343 capacity that is promoting them if i'm not mistaken has been postums or oh wait Maybe not postums. Who Oh my god. Mankey? It's Postums or Mankey. One of the two. But that that's in the 343 capacity. There's no there's no HTS tweet. There's no nothing. I don't even give a shit that they're not a grassroots partner. It's a competitive side of your community for a game that's under your That's under your brand. Why not show them just a little bit of love? Penn Halo is throwing weekly tournaments out there. Why not throw them some love? Why does it only have to be the Microsoft store events? Because it's Microsoft. Who gives a fuck? The people that are out there doing this every single week. Deserve some recognition on an official capacity. Just something. Is the tweet so fucking hard? No, I don't think it is. Good Lord. All right. That's all I got for that one. Last one is a quick one because this is unbelievably stupid and I can't believe I have to talk about this, but I do. Halo Infinite's release date. Chris Gunn on Twitter states, The secrecy of Halo Infinite is is absurd at this point. We're less than a year out from launch and we've seen essentially nothing. By now in Halo 5's dev cycle, we'd all played the beta already. This game is getting delayed. If it's not delayed, then I'm worried it'll be rushed. Sacred Icon Halo replied with Playing something close to the chest does not mean there are problems. Insinuating that there are problems to compel the developers to share information won't help either. Halo Infinite were released in the fall of 2020. And then Roby One Kenobi, who works for 343, states A quick update on my lack of Halo tweets. Honestly, there isn't much to say right now. For those who don't know, I'm focused on Halo Infinite. And when we become more public, my visibility, acti- my visible activity there will be increased dramatically. All right. This is what
1: I'm going to say about Halo Infinite.
0: Go ahead. I really hope we're on the same page here.
1: I'm just going to say, yeah, it'll be done when it's done. But for the release of Halo Infinite, yep. I'm hoping for... Kind of what we got with God of War from the, for the PS4, right? Okay. It was a reboot, but it brought us to a new time frame. Yes. The action was very similar, but yes. just tweaked a little bit. Yes. You had the different camera angle. Seemed more yeah. visceral. Yeah. Yeah. That game was great. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Did, it, did they say it was a spiritual reimagination or reboot? A
0: spiritual reboot. Yeah. Yes.
1: Of the series. So we definitely could see something like that. The, everything we, you know, we just went through that long segment of all the stuff that's going wrong, but the silence could be that they're working on getting it right. And, man, it is tough right now, but that's uh, all I'm hoping for is infinite release and we're off running again like that. And that's.
0: And if that roadmap is true. If, if what is talking about in the roadmap for the, the 2020 season, or I mean the 2021 season is there, then yes, I think we're going to be off to a tremendous start. You're ready for this. Oh no, no, this isn't an, oh no, this is a, this is a people. Okay. I'm going to go on the record here and say that anybody who thinks this game is getting delayed is a moron. Halo infinite, like sacred icon. Halo said, Halo Infinite will release in the fall of 2020. You know why? Because it's going to be a fucking launch title for the new console, you morons. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This game's not getting delayed. The game comes out. The game's coming out at the end of the year. Mic drop. That's what what I'm saying. And you know what? If I'm wrong... Fuck it, I'm wrong. (laughs) I'm the moron. It wouldn't be the first time. Sure as hell, it won't be the last time. (laughs) This game's coming out at the end of the year. It has to. It does. That's the thing. It does. Well, he says it will be delayed or rushed. Now... I don't think it'll even be rushed.
1: How long... They've probably been working on this longer than we've known.
0: Right. They've been working on it for years, people. That's how game dev works. Now... I did see some replies that said, well, look at Apex Legends. They just released it. Now, that's a little bit different here. Titanfall 2 came out a long time ago in terms of, like, games releasing, right? Titanfall 2 was out a long time ago. Now, yes, Respawn were working on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but I imagine that was a different team, like a different subsection of Respawn, right? So... Them basically just ghost releasing Apex Legends. It's a different model. Okay. It's it's not a paid game. They can release content patches as things go on. It's a battle royale. You've seen it multiple times with Fortnite and so on and so forth. Right. Okay. So I don't think that's a good like apples to apples comparison here, but there have been other games, other AAA games that have had um, lengthy development cycles, promotion really early before launch, okay? Like months just before the launch. Some of them have worked better than others, but we've seen them work. I highly believe that Halo Infinite will release in the fall of 2020 for the fact that the Xbox Series X releases in the fall of 2020. It'll be a launch title for the console. You know, and the, he mentioned
1: a beta in that tweet. I'm honestly thinking at this point if they had one, they might just be saving it for E3. Not Which every Halo had a beta. We're yeah, that's true. We are um we're close to E3. Yep. Um that could be the hey, here's the console, here's the game. By the way, playable tonight. Go download Halo Infinite Beta, limited multiplayer access.
0: Exactly. And at the same time, like it, Chris talks about, um we're less than a year out from launch. We're a little less than a year out from launch. We're like probably eight, nine months away. Yes. Maybe 10. Exactly. This game's coming, in my mind, I believe this game's coming out in November because I believe the console release in November. That's what I think. Holiday season, that's the point, Right. So we have nearly a year until release. E3 is midway through the year. So like you said, they come out on E3. They show a good chunk of it. That's what they open the show with. Microsoft has said multiple times. Phil Spencer said multiple times this E3 is going to be huge for them. Halo 343 have said multiple times that this year's E3 is going to be big for them. So they already have something in the works. For those who don't know, E3 planning happens well in advance. Just a heads up. So, oh my God. People, there's so much clickbait out there. Just shit put out there to get a rise out of people, you know? It's like, come on. Use your heads. Read into things a little bit further. Don't take things for face value. That's all I ask. It's like the Call of Duty League and the Armory's underground like facility. Okay? The people who think that that fucker wasn't going to be heated.
1: It's heated year round. I could have told you that. If you, if you park, you can park there to go to a Vikings game because the US Bank Stadium's right around the corner. It's heated year round. It's not like an open parking garage with open windows and whatnot. See,
0: people see a picture on Twitter. And they just completely jumped to conclusions. Here's an idea, guys. Think. It's a a crazy concept. And if you can't think, Google. I mean, and if you can't Google, then shut the fuck up and leave, because I don't need to see your remarks. I don't need to see your comments. Oh, good lord, guys!
1: You made Josh angry. He's over here. Not
0: our normal listeners. Our normal listeners did not make angry. It's just these stupid people out there that just come up with dumb remarks. I can see the
1: flame starting to um, appear behind his head. The JK fire. <laughs> you, you went there, man. I need
0: to get the fuck out of here. Well um,
1: right. Are you done reflecting? <laughs> like, it's been an hour of you reflecting. <laughs> this has been
0: the reflection corner. <laughs> you, you took up more than a corner. <laughs> <laughs> it took up a space, you know, just back there. Yeah. Um, don't worry, it was heated, though. Like the garage. All right, well, it's time for some regular news. Steam top releases for December, 2019. This is by Steam over on SteamCommunity.com. Hey, guess what? Halo MCC was on that list because it sold a lot when it came out in December. Guess where the partnership is now? Not there. Uh, next news story. Project xCloud gets new games. This is by Larry Erb. Xbox lives Mayor, uh, major Nelson. That's how he always introduces himself. If you didn't know that. Uh, little fun fact on Twitter, and I quote, we've added new titles to the Project X-Club preview in the US, UK, and Korea, including Civilization 6, Destiny 2, and Halo, the Master Chief Collection. MCC Playlist Update uh, for January 22nd, 2020. This is by Postums over on halowaypoint.com, and I quote, with this week's MCC Playlist Update, we're updating the Halo Reach Team Hardcore playlist by removing Team Slayer on Penance. From the rotation. This is a very vocal piece of feedback and we have taken action to remove it for the time being. Oh my God, they listened. And they took action. We will continue to work with our competitive communities to determine what future additions to the playlist might look like. Stay tuned for more information on a later date. Thank you for your continued feedback. As always, we will see you online. One of the things that people want now is, what is it? Team Slayer on Battle Creek? Or the remake of Battle Creek? Yes. Yeah, they want that gone ain't gone yet. Next up. Modding Halo. A community tradition. This is by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com, and I quote, The community never ceases to amaze me with creativity, ingenuity, and determination when it comes to playing Halo the way you want to play it. With Halo making a resurgence on PC with the release of Halo Reach, modded content is coming out so fast it's honestly hard to keep pace with what to showcase. Today, we're going to reflect on the past, check out the content, uh, check out the current landscape of modding, and glimpse at what both the community as well as the studio plans for the future. Although there are many modders out there working on creative projects for Halo, we can't focus on everyone and everything in one blog. So instead, I've picked examples from a few people for this future, for this feature. If you have favorite modders or mods, please let me know, and perhaps we can spotlight them in a future article. So. We included the article in the Google Doc of the show. It's the show. It's a long one. So if you're interested, go ahead and check that out. Check out all the information on modding and uh, what they plan to do in the future. And yeah, shout out to all of the modders out there. That's what I'm going to say. Because you guys also help keep this community alive. In some of the best ways possible. Also, shout out to all the forgers out there. The maps and stuff that you guys create is unbelievable. Shout out to every single one of you. You deserve it. Trying to get back on the positivity train here. All right. Final piece of news. Halo community update by Unishek. Thanks, Will. Halo 5 Guardians, well, this, is, this isn't this is the only piece in the article, but this is the main piece we're going to talk about. You can go ahead and check out the uh, rest of the article in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. But for Halo 5 Guardians, the upcoming calendar. January 23rd, Rock and Rail rotates in for Shoddy Snipers. On the 30th, we have CE Anniversary Throwback rota- rotates in for Rock and Rail. And then Rose on goes live for the weekend. February 3rd, double XP and doubles all month. And February 6th, Mythic Rumble replaces Default Free-for-All in February, and Roaming King rotates in for CE Anniversary Throwback. On February 13th, we have Community Slayer rotates in for Roaming King, and Warzone Assault goes live for the weekend. February 20th, Griff Ball rotates in for Community Slayer. On the 27th, we have Action Sack rotating in for Griff Ball, and Warzone Turbo going live for the weekend. And on March 5th, Spring 2020 Arena season begins and Halo 3 Classic Throwback rotates into Ranked for March. Here's a little blurb for you. As we look to evolve our support of Halo 5 this year, the team will also need to continue investigating ways to consolidate playlists. In February, this means we'll be converting the existing free-for-all playlist slot into our Ranked Rotational slot, which will start by featuring Mythic Rumble. After the positive reception of Mythic Arena, we're hoping that this new five-player free-for-all variant will be able to scratch that itch while also providing a fun and new competitive experience for you to sink your teeth into. So there you go. Cool. Well, that's it for the regular news. And now it's time for Wills Adventures Within the Lovers! Another game, please!
1: Will, what'd you play this week? Well, after the event this weekend, I had to play some Call of Duty. You how, don't say. How could I not? Um I was running M4 before, so I was an AR player. I pimped out my sub loadout. Ooh, are you and now I, a flex player? I was running some machine guns to get used to it. I like it a lot. Is it a Um, lot more
0: fast-paced?
1: It's a lot more fast-paced. I'm getting used to that fast movement, sliding around, jumping when you're shooting. Um, Also, I found out if you switch the magazine to the 9 millimeter rounds, you get more range and more damage. So it's actually better than running the normal MP5 rounds. Okay. Um, I still have a lot of... I just started running
0: the MP5, so I have a lot of stuff to unlock still. Did you switch to a controller like you said you were maybe going to do? No. Oh, are you going to?
1: No, I like the keyboard and mouse too much. Oh shit. I would I, I so I contacted my friend Joey, which I've talked about before on the show. Yes. I was like, dude, we should get a team together. And he's like, I don't want to play on a controller. I'm like, well damn it, I'm not gonna play on a controller then either. So
0: So you guys gonna form a team now with yeah, keyboard and mouse? You can't. The all the, the PS4 oh. stuff, it's all PS4
1: pros. You gotta play with controllers. So I mean Sounds like someone's getting a scuff. No, no, too too expensive for the uh undurable Thing they yeah, are
0: I've heard they don't last s- super long
1: so play some cod um spent a lot of time on hard point getting rotations down um I was I was the one in the hard point and the one leaving 10 seconds and getting over to the next hard point before anyone else got there most of my matches
0: we need to play together
1: so that was uh it was fun I want to play with you uh, <laughs> I not in a sexual manner <laughs> <laughs> you had to take it there did you you had to um But yeah, no, I was like, no one's over here. And the next hard point is going to spawn here in two seconds. Right. Okay. I'll just sit in the hard point and wait for everyone else to rotate. And then by that time I already had my um, trophy trophy system system down. I had the doors closed. So I knew I could hear when people were were coming, sitting in the right corners, even like laying down in the open door to watch them come down the alley. So it's just easy shots.
0: And man, it felt good. Hell yeah. Thanks, Call of Duty Launch Weekend for giving me some pro tips. You know what? That's another thing we that I didn't talk about was the thing that being there and and, and watching the stream as well, it it just gave me a bigger appreciation for like what the pros are doing. Same yeah. thing with Halo, right? Because they you see these angles that they have, these these uh um sight lines that they have that you just wouldn't think of normally. They just look in the smallest of crevices yeah. and they don't need, they're, they're not necessarily looking to pick people off. They're looking for information,
1: right? This guy's going this way, right? Someone's going to be over here coming towards pillars. And if you're communicating
0: with your team, that's incredibly valuable information. Yes. But even if you're solo, you can keep that in the back of your head to be like, oh, this person went that way. Maybe I can get a flank around. Maybe I'll challenge him. Yeah.
1: Oh, I got some good flanks on too. I got a triple kill. Nice. on a flank oh it felt so good so uh they re-released the map and they call it crashed but it's the one with with the broken helicopter in the middle okay um I think it was a modern warfare 2 or th- two map and um
0: I think I know what you're talking about
1: yeah so i I flanked around through I think they call it um hotel I don't know anyway flanked around everyone was like Like one guy was mounted on a truck looking the other way. There was two on a barricade. I knifed the first guy. Shot the shot the next two down with my MP5. It felt so good, man. And then I didn't get. When a play just
0: works itself out.
1: They need to implement play of the game rather than final kill. Because the final kills are always like. Pop, 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 dead. Like, not really exciting. Yeah. I want the exciting, like, play of the game. Like, when someone goes off on a quad kill or something. Like, Hell yeah. Show that off at the end. And I, I'm, that might be hard to code or whatever. Pulling that information, that video from, like, maybe the start of a game. Sure. But, man, I felt like, I, I was like, I should have had the play of the game there. I would have been.
0: <laughs> well, they did that in Black Ops 4.
1: Well, yeah. Well, then bring it back over. Yeah. Come on. What the fuck you doing? But, anyway, moving on to games. COD was great. Yes, we should play together. Yes. I jumped into Tarkov. I was almost at Karkov. That's a vodka, if you don't know. But, a bad one. Uh, yeah. I mean, Russia, vodka, you know. Anyway, tar- Tarkov. Tarkov. <laughs> Tarkov. I, uh, um, I had a bad stretch of like two days where I didn't escape. And I was getting frustrated. Okay. And then the day, the Friday, before the COD event, my uh, Joey was coming to pick me up to go drop me off at the armory. Yep. I I jumped on and I had this like amazing run where I escaped with literally zero seconds on the clock. I got to the extraction point and I, I thought I, I had missed it. Um, but basically what I found out is if you're in the extract, so the extraction takes a certain amount of time to get out, like six seconds. Some of them are seven, some of them are 15. But
0: if you're in, in it,
1: in it while the clock hits zero, it still goes. That's awesome. So um, I was, I killed, I was a scav myself. Okay. So you can go in not as your main character. And you can pick up loot. But I killed four other players' scavs. Um, there was a point where I was bleeding out, and I was just trying to get to an extract. And I had come across a body I'd killed before, but didn't loot because there was someone else in the area. So sure. I had a quick move to take on that other action. And luckily, they had two bandages and some some w- what's called cheese. It's like AI one or whatever, but it's healing item. Okay. So I bandaged myself up. Healed myself up, and then I just sprinted to the the extraction point and got out. And it was it felt so good. I picked up like three or four guns off the off the ground that I carried out with me. And That's awesome. Yeah, it just felt good. Um,
0: Sometimes you see a day break, you know, coming yeah. hot the next one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that was exciting. And then I played some Halo Five, jumping in more SWAT. I talked about it in our Discord where um, I got up to Diamond, and then I started man- matching champs and Onyx, which didn't go well for me. Because yeah. that was a big jump in skill gap that I yep. wasn't prepared for.
0: They probably had spawns locked down too, didn't they? Oh
1: yeah, there was there was a map. Um so the map I played with, uh I got in a game with its prof and nap times on my team. That's good. Which was good. Yes, they're good. Besides the point where I was locked in spawn where I had like six or seven deaths in a row where I was literally spawning and shot. Yep. Spawned, shot. Yep. Couldn't move.
0: Happened to me on Plaza.
1: I was on um what the fuck? Stasis. That damn map. <laughs> yep the stasis sucks so does torque so I meant I messaged nap times after the game and I'm like I'm so sorry man I went like six and 14 sure like what you know I tried I tr- do it when you get locked in there though that it's so hard yep so uh, I, I they were so uh it's prof was a onyx and nap times was a champ so I think they were trying to get prof to champ sure because he deserves to be there. He's a SWAT staple. Oh yeah, um, they play all the time. But yeah, man, it felt bad. I enjoyed Not, playing. Um, I've hit some crazy stuff, like just a flick shot for and SWAT. And I'm, I'm like, oh my god, I hit that. Yep, <laughs> and it feels great. But yeah, I gotta keep playing. I gotta, I gotta get my skill level up because I enjoy SWAT a lot on Halo Five. I do enjoy SWAT I'm okay with the H1 pistol the h2 br's okay that's just op is what that is the h5 br is like eh and then Man. my my least favorite dmr is the dmr yep just doesn't it doesn't feel good
0: dmr and h1 pistol for me are the are the two worst in my opinion
1: i've gotten used to the h1 pistol i just feel like can't it's, just, it's hard to
0: accurately aim because the it's thing. the
1: reticle so big but that right. kind of plays into it a little bit my i wish they would take the zoom but that's the h1 pistol right, right? like right. you can you can Start the map, zoom across, and just pop. Yep, get a couple of kills. But anyway, yeah, that, that's all I've played this week. Nice. What about yourself, Josh?
0: Played some Final Fantasy 14. Um, I also played some Hades. Just recently made that purchase, early access. Uh, it's made by Super Giant Games, same people who made Bastion, Transistor, Pyre. Um, it's like a top-down asymmetrical action oriented game, uh, kind of a rogue-like as well. And the the thing that the thing that I love the most about that game, and it's still in early access, but the, the visuals of that game are absolutely stunning. Like they, they made, I it's been a long time. Well actually not a long time. It's been like, uh, it's been maybe two years since I've actually s- sat back and looked at it and be like, damn, that is a good looking video game. I, I think the last game to make me do that was um, Greece which was on my last year's game of the year list. Yeah. That was a game where I, I sat back and I looked at him like this. It, it, it made me stop and and appreciate the visual fidelity of that game. Um, highly recommend it. Check it out. The action's great too. Game's really fun. Uh, played some halo MCC. I played on PC. I just played a couple slayer matches. Still fun. Um, I was able to find game after a little bit of time. I was just searching social though, because they they put the uh, the DMR starts for like, there was a new ranked playlist for, um. it wasn't hardcore though. So it was just, yeah, it was just a ranked DMR style playlist. So I was kind of into that. I don't like Bloom, but that is what it is, whatever. And then I also play Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Who knew, right? Woo. Uh, and I didn't have my controller down here. So I also played keyboard and mouse. What'd you think of it? First game, I did not do well, but I'm going to attribute that to one individual on the other team who had a gold sniper rifle. So that person played a lot with that sniper rifle. Oh yeah. And let's just say that since it's input based matchmaking, he was whipping shots everywhere. Oh man. To a point where I couldn't even be mad. I was in
1: awe. I still get matched with PS4 and Xbox on controller. Do you? Yeah, all the time.
0: Huh. Maybe they changed that then. But he was it definitely w- keyboard
1: and mouse. There might be a setting oh, that you might be. that you could be locked.
0: I can look into that. Uh but no, he this I mean man or woman, I don't know. This person like so I would shoot this person a couple times and then this person would just whip and dome me. Right? And I would look at it and be like, I can't, I can't be mad at that. That person's just that much better. And then I would watch the kill cam. And let's just say this person didn't kill me first. This person was on a spree already. And like, it, it just happened to get me as well. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not, I shouldn't be here. The second game I did a lot better. But as
1: soon as I was away from that person. Did you enjoy the keyboard and mouse?
0: Yeah, I thought it was fine. It's just, I, if if I get a couple of key rebindings, then everything will be Gucci. All right. But no, I think it plays perfectly fine. It's just, I am more comfortable on a controller, but like with Overwatch and whatnot, obviously i play keyboard and mouse. Like, absolutely. Counter-Strike, keyboard and mouse, but just preference controller. No, I thought it played very well. Uh, that's what I played. That's it. All right for some shoutouts. <laughs> yeah, do you want to do? Do you want to do a drum roll for that? <laughs> Did you forget what I... song it is? <laughs> we in there. I need to label these things. You do. That was good though. You know, because it, this nice little anticipation lead up to the shoutouts there. Um, I want to give a happy belated birthday to Lethal Dioxide, Goalie Sniper, aka Justin LeFlesh, and Marmar. A.K.A. Marlon
1: Morgan. The self-proclaimed beast of Chicago?
0: Beast! Yeah. Of Chicago. Yes. Indeed. Shout-outs to you guys. Hope you all had a fantastic birthday. Uh, Marbar, I should have said happy, incredibly belated birthday for you because we're like two weeks late. So, Josh! He, he put a comment on last week's episode on YouTube oh, yeah, saying, like, oh, oh yeah, I cool. didn't know I shared a birthday with him. So n- shout out to you, Marmar. Um, That's it for the shout outs. Community creations. Hey, Will, have you heard of a thing that used to be on Mondays where we wish it was still on Mondays, but it's on Saturdays now? If you go on Reddit... You heard of that website, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you go on Reddit and you go to the subreddit r slash halo on, on Saturdays, not Mondays, on Saturdays, they have these things called memes. Do you know what memes are, Will? Maybe. Well, you, they're there. That I, I don't know how to, how, how do you, what's the definition of a meme? Now it's
1: just like a funny caption picture, a funny picture. Okay. That's really what it is. Okay. Usually edited, not, not original. Things are put in there. If you're looking for meme content throughout the week, there is r slash Halo memes. Go check it out.
0: Why the fuck didn't you send that to me?
1: Because I wanted to surprise you.
0: Well, thanks a lot, Will. Okay. That'll be in the show notes as well. Because we're going to shout that out every week now. I got to verify that's the... uh... I hope that's Subreddit, what it is. But I think it's out there. I really
1: do. I think it's out there.
0: All right, sweet uh, clips of the week number thirty-eight by High Tech Redneck over on YouTube. Check it out. Always amazing clips over there. Halo Five Retrospect, episode one. Where weapon, where weapon pads a good idea? This is by vetoed. Brand new series. Checking out some Halo Five content. Kind of having a little bit more of a, an appreciation for the video game after taking a little bit of a break. Gotta check it out. And then finally, Duststorm working on a bot. This is by Duststorm over on Twitter, and I quote, As part of the Halo Hub, I've been developing a bot that aims to bring together a bunch of social media platforms and empower that community to share content. In the coming months, my goal is to turn that project into a free resource for the Halo community. Coming soon, at VirgilBot. That is V-R-G-L underscore bot. It's a Twitter handle. Check it out. It's pretty fucking awesome. Shout out to you, Dust. Will, what the hell were you laughing about? I found the
1: Halo memes. So it is one. R slash Halo memes, yes. All right, send it to there's me. Some, we'll put it in the show notes. Some good
0: stuff on there. Hell yeah. Get your meme fix like Will said all week long. Not just on Saturdays, but you can get them on Monday.
1: They do. I mean, I guess you would have meme Monday. On, memes on Monday. Because they're on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday,
0: Saturday, and Sunday.
1: And Monday. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: All right, man. Will, that's it for the community creation. Super Bowl predictions. Who do you got? Chiefs. You think so? Yep. What do you think the score will be? Can you give me a score?
1: 35-28.
0: 35-28. No, 27. 38,
1: 35, 47,
0: 23. 35-27. 35-27 Chiefs.
1: Yeah, that's three touchdowns and two field goals for the Niners. And then... That is more touchdowns for the Chiefs. Five touchdowns for the Chiefs.
0: Whew. They got the offensive power. You don't think they get field goals? No. Nah. You think they just, just straight up end zones every time? Yep. God, these so confident in this right now. <laughs> All right. Who you got? I don't know. Oh. good. I got I gotta give an answer. Um okay. I'm gonna give a heart versus mind predictions. Okay.
1: Sure, but you gotta choose one in the end.
0: Fuck. Okay. So my heart prediction is Chiefs, my mind prediction is 49ers. Because I think the 49ers have a much more dominant defense, but the Chiefs have Mahomes. And that can be a very pivotal factor in that game.
1: Also, have you seen how fast Tyreek Hill can run? He's
0: pretty goddamn fast. Didn't there was like a there was a little um there's like a picture of the three of them of like uh what was a Tyreek Hill Um, Sammy Watkins and who's the other one?
1: I don't remember. I didn't see the picture.
0: Okay. Either way, three star players on the chiefs offensive. Um, yeah. And like they had all incredible running speeds, like unbelievable. So they can run the goddamn ball. But the question is, can they run it as good, if not better than San Francisco can? I think San Francisco has a better O-line than the Chiefs do because if you see, Mahomes does have to scramble a decent amount of the time. Now, but That could throw a defense off. That's the thing. He can make plays when he scrambles. That's the big difference here. I am a firm believer that defense wins championships.
1: So you're going Niners.
0: No, I'm not. I'm going Chiefs. Oh, Oh, okay. I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I'm going to go with Chiefs. But I'm gonna play the cop out and I can't give you a score because I don't know.
1: I know, I just kind of pulled that out of thin air.
0: No, I think that's that's a valid point, though. It's just again, the reason why I'm not gonna give a score is because that San Francisco defense is really, really good. Like really good. But Mahomes, even if he has to scramble, is really, really good. And you know what? It might be. Whoever Sherman is defending against, if he can beat Sherman, because Sherman's old now, he might not be as fast. If they can beat Sherman, they might win.
1: See, I think that's where Sherman falls apart, though, is on the scramble. Because he's good in one-on-one coverage until the play breaks down, and then he has to, you know, the wide receiver's going to yep. get wherever they need to be, yep. move, move the the play,
0: and Sherman's going to have to react, rather than kind of having that muscle memory
1: of, okay, he's moving this way, I need to be right here.
0: Now, n- nothing against Sherman. He's, he's a veteran in the league. He's a phenomenal player. Super Bowl champion as well. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to say the Chiefs win. I'll go with the Chiefs on this. Definitive answer. Okay. Cool. Um, Will, we're at the end of the show. I have nothing else to say.
1: Go ahead and plug it. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and others as well. Pocket Cast, if you're Josh. Boom! Leave us a review and let others know about the show. You can... Join us in our Spartan company. Really? Yeah.
0: Are we there? I mean, we I are, mean, but like... We have an Xbox club too,
1: but... Are we there? I I, I I look at it every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, there's nothing happening. No, uh, but you can join it if you want. You can. Search for us on your Xbox or Halo Waypoint. Um, we have a Discord. There's community discussion. Lots of great things going on there. You can find out some stuff we talk about before the show on there. We are there. We're, we're there all the time. Yeah. Um... What else we got? We got Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, mixer, Twitch, and esports media. My voice cracked and I rolled with <laughs> that it. That's
0: amazing. I'm really glad you did. Roll uh, with That's good.
1: Go find us on social media. We're I was, there.
0: I was sick last week and I had my voice crack last week. So this was your, opportunity. this is my payback. It. Yes. For, yeah. You're, you're, your voice sounds fine though. Like after the weekend, I'm surprised. I am too. Your voice sounds good too. So we're good. We're good to go. Yes.
1: Um, Josh, it's yes. been two and a half hours. I'm tired. What do we got on the next episode?
0: On the next episode of HGS Pro Talk, we have the HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracken HPTCSB for short matchup number 13, semifinal results, snipe down going up against Frosty. And then the HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracken HPTCSB for short matchup number 14, semifinal discussion, snake bite versus Lethal. That'll be fun. Let's see what happens. A lot of people predicting Lethal wins the whole thing, so... Who's your favorite Tox member? <laughs> how about that? Line them Royal 2 didn't move on, though. No, he didn't. I was shocked. So we have we have Snakebite, Lethal, and if Frosty wins, we have Frosty. <laughs> we have four fucking members. Oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, good golly, Miss Molly. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 111 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening We're going to catch you next week where who the fuck knows if I'm going to go on another rant. We'll have to wait and see. Love y'all. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye bye